Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Now let's begin. Welcome to the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. Happy New Year. It is 2022. And uh, with the new year comes some new resolutions for everybody. Uh, And that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode. As well as we are going to finish our top five best worst worst TV series finales. But before we get to that, I'm going to go around the table and introduce everyone here this evening. we got our full crew here. Uh, First up... Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar? Oh, it's going quite well, and hello out there, everyone. Excellent. Uh, next up, we have Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? We are awesome. Happy and, to be here. Excellent. And last but not least, we have Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kev? It's going good. Um, I, I'm hoping the rest of you guys can cover for me. I thought we were talking about Matrix resolutions, <laughs> and I, I, I have the wrong notes here. That's okay. Uh, it's funny. My husband just asked me if they can go see the new Matrix movie in theaters don't, tomorrow, and I was like, don't, Why? Don't, we know don't. that it's been told it's terrible, and he basically took his wedding ring off and handed it to me and went, No. <laughs> I was yeah. like, okay, you can go. It's so bad. It's not I even, know, but he not says even, that he has to figure it out for himself. It's not even entertaining bad. It's just bad, bad. Nope. My husband needs to, this is one of those, he needs to mm-hmm. do this pilgrimage. Some, okay. Sometimes right. people need to experience that themselves, you know. <laughs> sometimes just, you got to put your hand on the oven to know it's hot. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. This is his toddler moment. Um, all right. Well, before we get into tonight's episode. Oh, I'm wait, just... wait. We forgot to. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm always doing good. Because you, go, I... you introduced that. Special. Well, thank you. Um, I got my COVID booster uh, this week. Um, yeah. And so the first time I had kind of a reaction. Um, I like the next. I had it like Monday afternoon. And then Tuesday morning, I had a really bad headache and some body aches. But then by 1 o'clock, I was fine. Like, I had to take some some painkillers, and yeah, I, I'm doing okay. Um, b- but before we get into tonight's uh, meat and potatoes, I want to go around the table. Because, as I said, this is the first episode of 2022 for the Pop Culture Pub Podcast. How was your guys' New Year's? Um... Ragnar, you know, did you get up to some shenanigans New Year's Eve, or was it nice and quiet? Oh, I actually had a, a surprisingly great New Year's. Um, 
My best friend who lives in Edmonton and her boyfriend came down. Nice. We spent the, the weekend here, so um, we had a big party, which, you know, was whatever, four or five people, which, you know, it's been a long time since there was that many people in my house at one go. And uh, we did a fondue. Mm. Um, and did you post I got, pictures of this on Facebook? Well, I posted pictures of the hangover breakfast the next day. <laughs> oh, there we go. Because someone else posted photos of a fondue, and I was like, man, I haven't done one of those. Yeah, I don't think I posted the fondue pictures, but it was great. Nope, it was someone else and, fondue. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had, a, we had a great time. Played some board games and ate, ate way too much food and drank way too much booze and stayed up way too late. It was great. One of, the, one of the best New Year's I've had in a long time. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to second that. Um, it started out like New Year's Eve. I had to work Christmas, so New Year's is, you know, I was I was going to have, I promised myself I was going to have a good time, assuming I wasn't sick or something. Um, so for sup, what do we, I can't, I think we ordered out. It was just my daughter and I. My, my, my wife and my son went to my mother-in-law's to, for, for New Year's Eve, and I decided to stay home. Because I was away for Christmas, so I, I wanted to be home for New Year's. Um, so, and it's just New Year's Eve. My my wife and everyone came back New Year's Day, and we went over to my sister's and had had a turkey dinner and stuff. It was awesome. But for New Year's Eve, my my daughter and I ordered. I can't even remember what we ate. I ordered something in, um, and then we watched um, Shang Chi because she she hadn't seen it yet. So we watched that. Then I went over to my brother-in-law, brother-in-laws, and my sisters, because um, I, with the intention of just hanging out there. But little did I know that they uh, made plans for. Well, they they knew I was coming over to go over to our other friend's place. Uh, so and my sister decided to be. She was going to be the designated driver. Uh, so we went over to my other friend's place, and there were there was only a few of us there, but it was fun. Uh, my my friend Darren, he's got a setup in his basement because uh, he's into playing guitars. He's got a drum kit and all that kind of stuff. So they're playing some live music. Um, because I I was drunk and I can't play live music. I was trying to sing for them <laughs> because they, they they don't have a lead singer, and um, yeah. In in my mind's eye, it was good, but I'm told it was not good at, at, <laughs> by by people that were sober. And I called my wife, and she had to listen to me over the phone because um, I was forgetting words. And I should point out because uh, I wasn't sure what to drink on New Year's Eve. I knew I was going to drink some kind of alcohol. So at um, our liquor store, they sell uh, Wayne Gretzky label whiskey. Um, so Wayne Gretzky, for those who uh, don't know, one of the, you know, one of the most famous hockey players of all time, he was, he played for the Edmonton Oilers, my, my, my team that I love grew up for years. So I thought I'm going to buy this, you know, it's a little bit expensive, but I'm going to enjoy it and enjoy it. I did. Um, but I got to say, I, I wasn't hung over. Like I, I did everything right. I didn't drink too much. When I got home, I made sure to eat some leftover. I, it was pizza. Because I definitely ate pizza when I got home. Uh, watched some YouTube. Dr made sure I drank a lot of water. And then the next day I was perfectly fine. Had a turkey dinner. It was fantastic. It was a good New Year's for me. 
Uh, Lillian, how was uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's for you? Uh, it's funny because the kids are older, so now it's definitely they wanted to stay up. So we had one of their friends came over and we played some Jackbox. Um, and then we ended up uh, playing. We, we bought one of the kids what they got him for Christmas was we got Settlers of Catan. Nice. And uh, nice. turns out I've never, rem- I don't, re- I have played it, but it has been so long I actually don't remember mm-hmm. playing it. Uh, and I lost horribly. Uh, we all lost horribly to my teenager. And it ended up just being, and then we played a uh, family uh, friendly, the Cards Against Humanity Family Edition. Um, okay. Which, to those of you out here who have never played it, if you've played the unfamily-friendly Cards Against Humanity, the family-friendly version is basically three-quarters bodily functions (laughs) and a quarter of just skirting the line between appropriate and inappropriate. Like... It, it there was there were so many things that my husband and I would pick up some cards and I'd just show him the card in my hand and he'd be like, "Oh dear God," <laughs> because oh my god, it, it's 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 ridiculous, um, but so fun. And so if you have kids with warped minds like mine do, <laughs> definitely need to go pick it up because you'll wind up with Republican Jesus on the table peeing into someone's mouth. Um, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Legit. That's the family-friendly version. Uh, this is the family one. That's the family-friendly version. So they have Jesus oh is a, a, a card that you'll find Republicans, of course, and then it actually has on the bottom of some of these cards it says "sent in by a kid," and I'm pretty sure the one that says "peeing into someone's mouth" mm-hmm. was was sent in by a kid. <laughs> I just wonder about that kid often, you know. But otherwise, um, it was a good night, uh, stayed up till midnight, said Happy New Year, and then I was late to work the next day because I'm not used to staying up that late, and I slept in past all my alarm clocks and woke up with 10 minutes to get to work <laughs> and got to work three minutes late. Oh, you may, well. But it was a lovely New Year. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, Kev. Yeah, Kev. it was definitely a good way. Sorry, Kev. Excellent. Yeah. Kev, same question to you. Um, I ended up not planning on it, but I ended up having a wrestling-filled New Year. Nice. Uh, so I was watching a live show from home for New Year's Eve, and uh, next thing I know, they uh, in between two of the matches did the countdown. I was like, "Oh, it's it's midnight." I didn't even realize. <laughs> um, the next day, WWE had a pay-per-view on, and uh, for most of these wrestling things, um, I'm in the group chat with some of my best friends, so we're all commenting on stuff. And then uh, on the second, my local independent promotion had a show. So me and my son went to that one and uh, got to see a lot of familiar faces and see a title change and set up possible future interviews and stuff like that. So it was it, it was low-key, but a good time. Awesome. Excellent. That sounds fantastic. Um, sounds like New Year's went really well this year for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, considering, you know, the whole, uh, Omicron, yeah. uh, you know, everything. Every time I hear that word Omicron, I always think of Transformers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I, I guess that's Unicron, right? Unicron was the planet. Transformers. Yeah, but yeah. still close enough. Yeah. But 
I did. I I totally forgot this until I was watching on some clips on YouTube. Omicron Theta is the planet that Data was created on. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep. Yep. See, it's because of the fact Omicron is a Greek letter. You'll find it in so many nerd things, right? Yeah. Yep. So. Um, not the Necronomicon, Omicron thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's kick off our New Year's geek resolutions now. Um, uh, I, I, the way this works, or the way I'm hoping it works, is I mean, we most people make resolutions every year. You know, you're going to eat healthier, you're going to exercise, you're going to call your mom more. Blah blah blah. That's not what I'm interested in. <laughs> what I'm interested in is your geek resolutions. And by that, you know, uh, geek resolutions with a, with a, a resolutions with a geek twist to it. Um, and you can have as many as you want. There's, or as low, as little as you want. I didn't, uh, I didn't, you know, say top five or anything like that. It's, uh, however many you want. So I'll kick it off just to show everyone, uh, kind of what, um, going for here uh so i have i guess five things here as it turns out um so this is going to be the year of the sandman for chris by that i mean uh there's the new netflix series coming out the sandman which is based on the neil gaiman comic book that i don't know the trailer looks awesome I, i'm so excited for this um but i'm still reading uh the original run like i think i'm on volume three right now of the the collections so i'm going to continue reading the sandman i also have the audiobooks from audible which i've i started i've read i've listened to probably three or four hours of the first one it's really good it's like an old-time radio drama they got different actors doing different voices and they got the sound effects and stuff like, uh, James McAvoy is one of the main stars. I know, uh, John Lithgow's in there and Kate Denning. had me a Jake McAvoy. Like, yeah. that man is, oof. Yeah. And I think, I think Kat Dennings plays Death, his sister. I think, I yeah, think I it, James McAvoy is Morpheus, I believe. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember who John, I, love, I think John Lithgow's season two. But anyway, it's a, a stellar voice cast. It's really high quality. The only problem is, I, I find, like, there's so much you have to listen for that I can't listen to it while I drive. It's just too distracting. Um, so I can't listen to it when I'm driving. And I can't listen to it just before I go to bed because I always fall asleep. Not because it's boring or anything. It's just usually my head hits the pillow and sometimes it takes me a while to fall asleep. Sometimes it's like, you know, within a minute I'm sleeping. Um, so what I need to do is just like, you know, zone out one day when no one's around and just listen to it, like sit in a chair and just listen to the radio drama like they used to. So I got to do that. Got to read the collections and I got to watch a Netflix series. So this is the year of the Sandman for me. Um, I wanted to pick something to rewatch this year that I haven't rewatched and I'm going to be rewatching Avatar The Last Airbender. Because it's been about 10 years since I actually went through the whole show. It's one of my favorite animated series of all time. And again, Netflix is going to be making a live action version of this show. Um, 
which is already getting panned because of what happened with Cowboy Bebop. You know, a lot mm. of people, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, if that's, uh, and I haven't watched the live action version of Cowboy Bebop, and I haven't watched the animated version either, so I can't speak to it. But what people are saying is that it's not very good live action. It's not very good, and that this is what they're expecting of Avatar. So I'm hoping it'll be good. Fingers crossed, because it's one of my favorite animated series. Uh, so I'm going to be rewatching it. Uh, to my for my to watch list, I got two shows, and that's The Witcher because I've, I haven't watched season one or season two that just came out. So I'm going to be kicking kicking back and watching The Witcher. And also, I'm going to be watching The Clone Wars, because I love Star Wars Rebels. Oh, that's great. Yeah, like, I, I've actually watched Star Wars Rebels, and I've watched The Bad Batch, but I've never actually went back and watched The Clone Wars. Um, okay. uh, aside from clips on YouTube, you know, like, uh, but, I, you know, like, they're fantastic, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna mm -hmm. to be watching those. And then this year, um, book-wise, I'm going to be reading the six uh, Frank Herbert Dune books. I'm still all six. All six. That's my goal this year is to get Good through all you. six. Uh, I'm not gonna like as soon as I'm done the six, I'm going to read some other things that I've been putting off, and then I'm gonna try some of the expanded uh, where it's written by uh, Brian Anderson and. Uh, and his and Herbert's son, I can't remember his name. Um, but I'm gonna read the original Frank Herbert Dune books. That's my goal this year. I'm gonna get through all six. Um, so yeah, those are my geek resolutions, and I'm gonna try and keep track of these geek resolutions. And every once in a while, we'll come, you know, in a random episode, we'll we'll talk about our geek resolutions and how we're how they're coming along. Uh, Kevin. What are your geek resolutions for 2022? All right. So to start, I'm not going to act like it's the new year until about February 1st. I'm going to take January as my prep month for some okay. stuff. Uh, you know, kind of like uh, putting up the painter's tape around the windows and mm -hmm. moving the furniture out of the way. Like I'm, I'm getting ready for the project now. But part of that is going to be um, finishing stuff from last year. Because <laughs> there's so much stuff I wanted to get through last year that I didn't. Mm -hmm. That I want to like get those things off the table first and then dive into the rest of it. So I'm almost caught up on like uh, books that were sent to me to write up reviews for. <laughs> so I'm almost there. I almost have my email cleared out. I have uh, one one or two more articles I owe people. <laughs> Just a bunch of little things like that. I want to try to knock off the list before I get done with it. Um, last year, I was really trying to... Uh, I, I said I wanted to do Alien for the first time, which yeah. I, I had never sat through any of them. And I ended up getting like the whole series. I ended up winning uh, a contest, actually, from a, a website. So they sent me a box set of all of it, some random comics, some random novels and all. And then just life happened and I never got past watching the first movie. So I have all of the stuff stockpiled. So I really want to get back into it and finish that one. Um, in theory, organizing my comics. <laughs> in theory. <laughs> That's a big job, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I have an app that uh, I can scan the barcodes, and if they don't have barcodes, I can just type it in, so I, at least I know what I have. But I don't know what box anything's in or, or anything crazy like that. But at least I know what I have, so I'm not spending money and coming home and realizing I already have something or, or yeah. two or three copies. <clears throat> um, um, real but quick, I would really like to get all that done. Real quick question. So you're going to re- you want to watch the Alien movies? Yes. So, so I watched the first one last year okay. for the first time ever. Because that's the thing. I've never watched any of them. But I wa- I've watched Predator 1 and 2 tons of times and love yeah. it. Okay. And just never crossed over to Alien. And I have, like, a bunch of the novels. I have a bunch of the graphic novels from Dark Horse. Marvel has the rights now and has a series going. Yep. So it's all sitting here. <laughs> it's just finding the time for it. All right. That, and, and that's another thing. I've been very self-conscious of time lately. I was actually, because uh, recently I've been thinking, all right, how much time do I have at home to actually get stuff done? So, all right, here's what I work. Here's my commute time. Here's my this, you know, here's this, here's that. Mm-hmm. Just trying to see how much time I actually have. I could do things. And it was a lot smaller window than I realized. I, I didn't enjoy that. So I thought, all right, let me be smart for this too. Then I already know how little time I have. So maybe I shouldn't spend the time doing some other stuff that, you know, I'll look back and go, gee, I just wasted an hour on that. Yeah. But yeah, I I want to get through so much of this stuff because I bought it to enjoy it, and instead it's just sitting here. It looks pretty. <laughs> it's all just sitting here. <laughs> I am also uh, partly partly a bet with one of my friends, um, a, a challenge. But for at least a good portion of this year, I'm going to try to have my only spending. My only random spending be my weekly comics mm. instead of like, oh, I'm bored on a Saturday. Let's go to uh, Antique Mall and see what they have and spend way too much money. Yeah. <laughs> like I did last year many times. Excellent. Your, your fiscal responsibility. <laughs> yep. Let's see if I stick with it. That is a good resolution. I'm I'm also thinking that too because... I'm just running out of room, and it's like I want to downsize, like <laughs> you know. But anywho, uh, Lillian, uh, what is your geek resolutions for 2022? I want to uh, actually start reading some comics. That would be nice. Um, my goal is to attempt. Because I have a really hard time starting things in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so I know that there's always new series coming out. There's always new things in the works. So I want to find something that has a number one and commit to picking it up regularly. Ooh. Um, that's, one of, well, that's one of my things. Okay. Um, I'd love to do that. Um, I would also really, I think I, I, my goal is to attempt to, I, I just, English is broken today, apparently. That's normal for me. Um, I've joined the library is doing a book challenge. So it's read 50 books in a year, which is not impossible for me. I could read 10 in three days. Hmm. Um, but it's different themes. So like, no, it gives you like 50 different things. So the first one is read a book that has something to do with time travel. 
And so, like, my husband handed me Michael Crichton's timeline. He's like, here you go. Great book. Um, Terrible movie. That's what he said. That's what he, that's exactly what he said. He's like, great book. Do not watch the movie. No, it was Um, I know. They they, they like to do that, you know, take a good book, destroy it. Um, And that's, so read some more books, get some comics, um, hopefully attend some Comic-Cons this year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, me too. Hopefully run my Comic-Con this year. Yeah, I was going to say possibly run a Comic-Con this year. We have our AGMs coming up, so I mean, we're kind of fingers crossed waiting. People are excited because we run in October, but our big goal is just to try and get as many nerd events in this year. So personally, I just want to spend more time with my people. Um, I've got, um, you know, and then I think last but not least is just pick up some more nerd earrings and nerd gear. Um, It's my current obsession is nerd earrings, and they're easy to store and they don't take up much space. Yeah. So I've got a, a set of Mario golden blocks being made right now and Gem and the Holograms uh, earrings. Oh, cool. cool. I know. All right. Yeah, I'm hoping to attend some Comic-Cons. Like, I know Calgary's already advertising, and I'm, you know, fingers crossed, I'm really hoping it goes through. Your posts with the, but, the, the cast of Clerks, and I'm like, ooh. Oh, I'd, you know, I'm I'm so hopeful, but... I'm 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 waiting. I'm waiting till close because like two years ago, I you know I bought my tickets, I got my photo ops, and and then it got canceled. So I'm yeah. I'm waiting until you know at least a month before. But even then, like twenty twenty two weeks, yeah. two weeks before you'll know. Two weeks before you'll you'll have a really good idea. Yeah. Of like yeah, it's gonna happen. Well, Ragnar, or... you and I have even already talked about this because we had you had already mentioned that uh, one had already been canceled for you. Yeah, I already lost one show, and I'm pretty confident I'm going to lose number two soon. Uh, yeah. And we'll see how it goes, but mo- most of my vendor friends have predicted that we lose the first quarter of the year. I, yeah. I don't think that I don't think that they're they're terribly unoptimistic. I think that's quite likely. Yeah. No, exactly. We'll see. Yeah. I already have my tickets for Edmonton Comic Con paid for because i paid for them last year and i just rolled them over when it was canceled so fingers crossed hopefully by september you know things will be settled um kevin what is your 2022 or no sorry ragnar i already asked kevin ragnar (laughs) what is your 2022 geek resolutions well um i have one that is not super geeky but it, it relates. So okay. l- last year, around this time, there were no trade shows at all, and there was no hope for any coming up in the near future. Yeah. So I started buying and selling stuff, mm-hmm. through mostly through Facebook Marketplace. I, I did vehicles. I did washers and dryers. I did antiques, I did comic books, I did movies, anything I could find that I thought was underpriced, I'd buy it and flip it. And it was fun. Um, I did make money, not crazy money. Unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, in August, trade shows came back, so I just completely stopped doing the flipping thing and put all my attention back into trade shows. This meant that half of my house was completely full of junk to resell, and it still is. And and while there are no shows right now, and it 
as we just discussed, it looks like there probably won't be any for the first three, maybe four months of the year. I know there will be shows this year. So I'm not feeling that pressure. I know they're going to happen. I just don't know if they're going to happen in the winter or the spring or, or they're going to make us wait till summer. But I know they're going to happen and I know they're going to be huge when they happen. So I just want all this junk gone because I want my house back. And um, so my first New Year's resolution is by the end of March, I want my house back. Whatever I haven't been able to flip over the winter, I'm just going to take it all to an, a local auction house and I get what I get. Um, so it's not super geeky, but a lot of the items in there are super geeky. So there's that. Um, probably the coolest geeky thing in there is I have the original Star Wars trilogy on Laserdisc. Oh, cool. Um, I don't have it on Betamax, but I have it on Laserdisc. And, and of course I have it on VHS too. Um, I've got two huge sleet, like those big boxes full of comics uh, there's all kinds of action figures. So there's some good geeky stuff in there. Nice. Um, and then my second geeky resolution, which is way geekier, is that I want to rewatch Battlestar, uh, not Battlestar Galactica, Babylon 5. Excellent. Uh, ba- Battlestar Galactica is great. I've seen it all the way through three times. I don't need to rewatch it for a while. But. Babylon 5, I haven't seen it since the snippets of it I caught on TV when I was a kid. Um, And we've been talking in our other podcast about Mm -hmm. eventually reviewing it, so I figure this might be the year we we do that. And, uh, yeah, I got all the seasons on, or at least I think I got all the seasons on DVD at the local flea market that happened in November. Nice. And uh, that's, that's my... My my geeky resolution is I want to want to get caught up on that. Excellent, that's a that's awesome. Um, yeah, Babylon Five is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. I actually would rank it ahead of a lot of Star Trek shows. Like, yeah, I need to watch it. <laughs> yeah, it. Well, I will. I, I watched one episode, like the first episode, and Lillian, I gotta warn you. It's pretty dated in terms of the special effects. They're yeah. real bad. Yeah. But and that's it, half the fun of it when you watch yeah. that kind of thing. Like it's yeah. just it's it's you it you know you it's there. It. Yeah. So well it, it can. I mean you have to suspend a level there, you know, of disbelief's gotta go bye bye, but Yeah. I yeah. It's one of the ones that um I definitely need to someday knock off my list. Yeah, like they were definitely ahead of their time. Like they were, I think the first TV, first science fiction show at the time to have completely special effects. Like no, no models or nothing. Like it was all yeah. computer generated. And so. and computer generated back then is uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, they were. They, were, was, they, tried. they tried. Yeah, they tried. Well, I mean, at the time it was not good, but but you know they they went on about it. And and it does get better as the series progresses, like this, like yeah. the, especially the space battles and stuff. Like they're pretty awesome, you know, going forward. Have um, you, it's funny. Have you ever had a moment where you just your brain goes backwards to something? So you're discussing graphics, and all of a sudden I realized, like the other day, I was thinking how absolutely terrifying it would be for a child to read or look at the Animorphs covers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like the good special effects of that kids show, like nightmares. Yep. Nightmares. 
All right. Well, um, that's our New Year's Geek Resolutions 2022. And like I said, throughout the year, we're gonna, I'll, I'll call back to this and uh, see how we're doing. All right. So let us move on to our next segment, which is our top five best and worst TV series finales. Number one and number two. What and has honorable this been like three, three months? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> we least. started, yeah, at least November. Um, but we're going to finish it, darn it. Um, I just got to find what I did with my stuff. Okay, there we go. Um, all right, so I'll kick it off. Uh, and let, let's just um, each do our one and two, and and then we'll, as, as one round, and then we'll do honorable mentions. Um, oh, I guess that's four different things, because we got best and worst. Mm-hmm. Okay. So do we want to do a round of our twos and then our ones, or just yeah, the best let's, first let's do and that. then the worst? Yes, yes. That, we'll do it your way, Lillian. That's better. That makes more sense. Um all right, so uh, for me, number two, best Breaking Bad. I love that series finale. Um, and number two, worst. Ironically, uh, it just came to an end again, uh, and that's Dexter, uh, the ori- the oh, original yeah. run. I just saw that advertised on Prime. Are they bringing it back? Th- they did. They, as a limit oh, okay. as a limited series and oh, actually yeah but from I didn't actually watch it but I, I I watched a YouTube reviewer that I normally watch for other things he was I just watched his reviews about it and actually the ending was actually better I think than this than the original series finale that's on my show of uh, that's on my list of things to watch in the next three months. Um, and so I definitely need, I'll have some input on my opinion on that in the next little bit once I get it going. Yeah, Dexter was definitely a show that was up and down. Like, um, you know, first couple seasons were pretty good. Season three, not so much. Season four was amazing. Season season one and two were freaking awesome. Yep. And then season three kind of, they kind of petered out. Um, other than, uh, I shouldn't spoil it. If, if Lillian no, don't it. spoil it for me. We haven't been there. I've seen, <laughs> I think I started it and I'm like, this show is amazing, but this was back in the day before I had PVR and yep. I had to uh, torrent or I had to find, like live stream everything from a, a website and it was just a pain in the butt. And so. Yeah, I, I won't. I uh, But season four, I will say was probably my favorite season because John Lithgow was on it. And. I love him. Uh, again, I'm not going to spoil anything, Lillian, but I literally, after watching the season four finale, I could, I had a hard time sleeping. Like it was, it disturbed me. Um, then season five sucked big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, season, hey, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Season, oh yeah. <laughs> season six was actually pretty good. Like they had Edward James almost on it for, for that season and they had Colin Hanks. I don't, yeah, I, like I, that. I don't think I even watched that season. Yeah, I, I actually, I re- that was probably the last of the good Dexter. And then season seven, I think, and there was eight seasons altogether. Seven and eight are so forgettable. Like I don't even remember half the things that happened. So I just remember that uh, original finale. I was like, "What the f is this? Like this sucks. <laughs> Worst finale." Um, but I'm not gonna 
say too much because I don't want to ruin it for Lillian. Um, Kevin, number two on your list, sir. Okay, for best and worst. Yeah. Let me get my notes here because I lost mine a few times too. Okay. Second worst is Scrubs. Oh. Now, Scrubs, fantastic show, great show. It ends, and then it they decided they wanted another season. However, your usual cast is already committed to doing other things now, so they do a training school season. And quick little, like, you know, cameos, really, from the previous cast that everyone grew to know and love. Yeah. But really, it's just like Scrubs the Next Generation, and no one cares, and no one wants it, and it's not that good, it's not that funny, it's literally just to throw, you know, the name out there, but no connection to the previous show. And the regular Scrubs is fantastic. It's one of the best comedies I've ever seen. But this padded thing, I don't even think that they add... I don't think they count these like nursing school episodes in with uh, syndication. It's like just just dirty secret that they don't admit anymore happened. I I, I felt as a complete as well. I've watched you know however many seasons eight nine well, I don't know whatever there is. I have to complete it and watch this too, and it's just unbearable to get through. I, I was literally just pushing through to to check it off the list. That's all. Yep. I remember hearing that it was absolutely terrible. It it's like it's like a basic cable channel gets the rights to it like five years later, and this is their way of continuing it. Oh god, that's Except cool. it was, I'm like they've got a new Saved by the Val, and it just looks disturbing. I do want to try that though. Still. I, I have to. I think there's a part of me that just feels like I need to, but it just looks. The humor that used to work back then just definitely, in so many ways, doesn't work nowadays. True. Unless it's done right. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm um, For second best, though, uh, I don't think I picked it beforehand. I'm pretty sure I didn't, but I have talked about it before. In other places. Um, but it's the Cheers drunk finale. <laughs> Not the actual last episode of the show. Oh, which is good. The, you're talking about the special they did right after. Immediately after yeah. a live special of the entire cast just drunk off their ass already. Yep. And they're trying to do interviews with them and say what's going on. And it's it's booked for like an hour, I think, on NBC prime time. Yep. And they are just too drunk to actually have conversations with them. And <laughs> everyone else's, too, is just this big party. And, and they're pushing through like, well, we... We got this time commitment here. We got to have something on the air here. And it's all just so funny. But you can also see how much they enjoyed being with each other, too. Yeah. Like, this, these were our friends. This is our enjoyment. It's not work, but it's time for the show to end. I'm going to miss all these people. Like, it kind of seemed like a school ending in a way. Except, yeah. you know, they were all legally drinking instead of illegally drinking <laughs> at the end of high school. But it was, I like, I remember it to this day. It's the most 
people being drunk and having fun you've seen outside of a family reunion. Nice. Such a good ending. Yeah, we we tried to record a podcast like that once years ago. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was uh, like it, it was in my uh, brother and sister's backyard. Brother-in-law and my sister's backyard. My bro- as I mentioned before, my brother-in-law used to be the engineer behind my first podcast, the Random Nerdness podcast. Um, so he has all the equipment and everything, and and yeah, it's like one night we're just drinking and you know. It's like two in the morning and then someone comes up with the idea, let's do a podcast. And then, uh, I tried to, I listened back to the, to the audio, tried to make an an episode out of it. And I'm like, this is garbage. Like what? What? Like when you're drunk, you think you're so brilliant with the things you're talking about. Then when you listen to yourself, it's like, man, I sound so stupid. Everyone sounds so stupid. Um, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. I think um, it's fun when you watch people do that. Like when it's a visual and you can see them. Yeah. It's probably easier than just listening to them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> excellent. Uh, I, and it's funny that you brought that up, Kev, because I totally forgot about that, but I totally remember watching that when it happened. Um, because, yeah, Cheers was like required viewing growing up in my house. So I definitely watched that. I want to grow up in your guys' houses. <laughs> so I, I, full confession, I have never watched Cheers. Me neither. Really? I oh. have the whole series on disc that I picked up on a Black Friday sale a couple years back. I haven't opened it yet because I always forget that I have like 500 DVDs and I only watch whatever's on the streaming platforms. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I've never actually watched it. I've watched Frasier, mm-hmm. so I'm familiar with some of the characters because some of them return and they reference it a little bit. Yep. But um, yeah, I've never watched it. And everyone I know says, "Dude, you got to watch it. You'll love it." But uh, yeah, maybe I have to add that to my geeky New Year's resolutions to finally <laughs> crack open that box set. All right, I'll write that down. Cheers. Um, yeah, no, it, it's one of those, like, I'm, I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite, you know, comedies. Well, it is one of my favorite comedies. I, I, it's just one of those feel good ones. Like, I, I, you know, like watching WKRP, like I, I, you know, I love going back and watching that when it, you know, when it's on or three's company, it, it's up there with those as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, the and kind of things you can have on the background and they just make life better. Yeah. And, and I think if you like Frasier, You'll like this one. You'll like Cheers. Um, all right. Uh, Lillian. Me. Um, number two on your list. <laughs> okay. On your list, um, I should say. On my list. Um, so number two for my best is the uh, Doomsday episode of Doctor Who um, with David Tennant. Um, I, I know that there's so many different, like Doctor Who has a million season finales. They're all amazing. But Mm -hmm. this one forever sticks in my brain because he was amazing. The storyline was fantastic. I love the bad guys. Like I have a real soft spot for Cybermen and Daleks. I just love them. Um, and the ending part where, you know, the doctor and there's, I mean, if you've never seen it, you'll want it, but there's just, it's, it's the the entire season. This was one of the first shows I'd ever seen where there was something in an episode. It it started, 
it had an, the arc was so well done when it came to Bad Wolf Bay, when it came to how things had to be. And I think that Doctor Who is the reason I am such a terrible person when it comes to time travel and timelines. Um, I just, I nitpick the crap out of things. But it's one of my favorite movies and, or episodes, and I can watch it over and over and over again. And I do watch it over and over and over again on YouTube. Is that the one where, but, ten, uh, where tenant, the Tenant Doctor dies? Or, re- no. or regenerates, I should say? No, 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 oh, okay. no, 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 no. No, no, no. He, this is where he loses Rose Tyler as his partner. Oh, um, And okay. he uh. ends up getting a new... Uh, he gets Donna, I think, next. Yeah, yeah. Do, yeah. Does and he? Because like, so like, hmm? there's... What's her name? Um... No, there was that in between one. Yeah. The black the, one. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I'm a... I can't think of her name, but she was it in that was Sense8 a, show. Like, usual male name, though, wasn't it? Oh, no, because yeah. there was, um... Who would... Oh, who was oh, next? Gosh. Um, I can picture her face. Yeah, she's she's in that new, uh... Martha well, Jones. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, Martha. It was Martha, yeah. and then... Yeah, no, it was... Yeah, Martha, and then it was Donna, and um, Martha Donna, was fantastic. And Donna wasn't I, that great, but her grandpa was awesome. Her grandpa—that is, if you oh, one another moment, like noteworthy moment was with her because her grandpa. Most people didn't know he was a fairly well-known actor in the UK. Like he is mm-hmm. renowned, and so for him to be in there was one thing. But it was the fact that it was just such a touching scene because you know he's there and he knows what his you know she did and she doesn't know because in the the series she has to have her memories wiped so she doesn't die and it's just this beautiful moment where it's like you know she saved the world and every time you look up there like you look at the you just know just know um and uh beautiful beautiful oh my god yeah i was gonna that's uh, my best you're gonna say i was gonna say martha she's in that new amsterdam show now it's so good. Oh, yeah. I, I have I, a horrible obsession with doctor shows. I used to work with uh, a lady. She loved that show. Um, but I just, just seeing the previews and stuff, I know she's in it because I was like, oh, you know, from Doctor Who. Because, yeah, I had a mad crush on her on Doctor Who. She was pretty awesome. It was definitely there where, um, because Rose and the Doctor had such an interesting relationship, they wanted to move away from him being a sexual creature. So when she came in, Martha had such a crush on him, and it was very much established that the Doctor does not do relationships. So. Yes. Um, but uh, that was my that was one of my best, uh, one of my happy moments. Um, and then one of the worst, we, it was, uh, it's actually one of the shows we just finished binging on Netflix. Uh, so my number two worst season finale goes to Blind Spot. Um, okay. We uh, binged this with our uh, teenager, and I loved it. And when we got to the final episode, it's funny because I had read ahead online, um, and I just was I was really upset. I don't do well with open ended. Like I'm okay with not a happy ending. I am not okay when you give me a not happy ending, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I want definitive. I don't want some did she or didn't she die, like, kind of thing. It just, it just, it ended up being really rushed and it felt stupid. And it was, it, I was very angry because we had loved the show and I felt like they ripped it off. I was mad. Very, very mad. Um, 
Oh, uh, what? Jamie Alexander? Is that the actress's name? Oh. Uh, Because she's Lady Sif, right? Yeah, Jamie Alexander, yep. Yeah. Yeah. She was amazing. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, I didn't, I didn't. So this this is the show where she showed up in, like, Times Square naked with tattoos all over. So that was still going on? Yep. Uh, well, it just, it aired on Netflix, so we ended up binging it, and I started watching it, and all of a sudden, my son was, like, beside me, and then my husband, and all of a sudden, it was, I wasn't allowed to watch it unless they were in the room. Um, yeah, I, I actually, and then, yeah. I'm just looking it up, I think it ran for five seasons. It went for a while, but it was the kind of thing where you know when they have a season where um, they could have ended it. And then it, but then they decided it felt like they picked it up again. And then they ended up doing, um, cause it was the whole, she's covered in tattoos, the tattoos solve a mystery. And then, yeah. And then they ended up re tattooing her and it was under a black light. And so they did a really good job of not making it boring. And like, it didn't feel like it was constantly exhausting. The bad guys were awesome. There was, I'm pretty sure. The season finale there, whatever her name was, the the bad guy in the the last season, the last season and a half, she was awful. She was so I wanted I wanted her to die horribly. I wanted her to get, you know, rendered in twain. And that didn't happen. She did die, but in a very anticlimactic way, which I felt that was not befitting her. Um, But she was a fantastic villain. I, and this entire thing made me wonder about the United States government, if they're really this easy to get into. Yeah. I Well, fingers crossed, I'm still hoping she comes back to the MCU. Like the, I think she's supposed to be in the next Thor movie. I know she was in Loki for an episode, like, in one of his memories or whatever. Um, but she's great as Lady Sif. Like, I, I remember saying, like, back in the day, like, I, you know, like, she should get her own movie. You know, this is before Disney Plus shows, but I, I thought she was wonderful, like... She was, as, as I mean... That char- but, as that character. But they have the... Like, the characters in the comics have storylines and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, So, like, if they did an entire show of Asgard, like, the young Asgardians kind of thing, and bring her back, and... Oh. Well... I, I would love to see I, I like I know they haven't announced anything, but I'd love to see a Disney Plus series with her as Lady Sif explaining like where she's been, like because we haven't seen her since right or no Thor: The Dark World. No, she was in a couple episodes of Agents of Shield, I think. After that, she was, she was, and she was awesome. Yeah, so I'd love to see like you know where she's been, what she's been up to. Did she get blipped? You know that sort of thing. Um, all right, and Ragnar, number two on your lists, sir. Okay, so I somewhere along the way I lost my list. I, I have like a million notepads and it got mixed up and who knows whatever happened to it. So I don't have number twos, I just have number ones. So if you want, I could go first for the number one round. Sure, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to throw in a caveat. I, we might have already discussed these. I might have even picked them, but whatever. I'm going to go with this. That's okay. Okay, my number one pick for best series finale. Oh, wait, we're doing number twos. Oh, he he doesn't have his number two, so he's just going to go with number one. It's all good. It's all good. 
I'm slow. <laughs> no, it's all it's all good. <laughs> all right, my number number one <laughs> pick for best series finale is Breaking Bad because I can't think of a of a series that went on for multiple seasons that had a better ending than that show. Mm-hmm. It wrapped up all the loose ends. It was fair to the characters. It was honest to the show. It didn't anger any of the fans. And in a few cases, for example, Jesse's character, you know, we see him again, although that that movie wasn't very good. But, you know, you know that there's going to be more that's going to happen. And I always like knowing that, you know, the show might be over, but it doesn't mean that that world is completely gone. Yep. Um, and so I think they did a great job there. But they basically they basically wrapped up all the loose ends, and they did it in a way that was fair and enjoyable and not predictable. It was awesome. And, th- and that was one of the highlights of that show was the writing. It was mm-hmm. always – it was very well written. It was very well acted, and it was very well shot, like the cinematography. So that – Breaking Bad is, is, in my opinion, one of the best dramatic television shows, if not the best, ever made. And it's because of the solid writing, the solid acting, and the solid cinematography. Because there's so many shots in that show that like you could just frame that shot and put it on the wall, and it would be an amazing piece of art. And um, real quick, and the act, you know, real oh, quick ahead, question, Ragnar. Have you ever seen Better Call Saul? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the most recent season because it's not on the streaming platforms I have. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I've seen it and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. There were, there were elements of it. I thought were really good and there were elements of it. I didn't think were super great. It, it didn't quite have the magic that breaking bad. Yeah. Had. yeah. But it, it didn't suck or anything. It just, you know, three and a half out of five, but yeah. enjoyable, good, fun to see Saul again. Weird to see other characters and they look so much older. Yeah, but still fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I liked it, and I, and I as soon as that final season comes available, I'm gonna watch it. it just it hasn't come my way yet. Um, so that's why Breaking Bad is my pick for best series finale, and and I know we've already talked about this before, but my pick for worst series finale is obviously game of thrones mm-hmm. and it's and it's all the reasons i listed as to why breaking bad was so good are the reasons why game of thrones specifically the last season and really even the the last two seasons worked the writing was terrible yep the actors the actors did the best they could with the scripts they were given, but the characters stopped being true to themselves in a bunch of cases. Mm-hmm. And the cinematography sucked. Like that that scene where the night army attacks, it was so dark that I had to tur- like change the settings on my TV when I rewatched it so I could see all the parts. You're not the only one. I thought it was something wrong with our TV oh, yeah. during the battle. Yeah, and I, no, we had to turn our TV up because yeah. I'm like I I can't see the the, the evil army. I can't see the their first, evil the stairs. I, I can't it. tell yeah. The first time I watched it, I was at a friend's house, so I thought, man, their TV just sucks. And then when I got home the next day and I watched it at my own home, I'm like, 
nope, they just filmed it literally too dark. It's, yep. you know, it's like the DC, like those DC movies where there's yep. all the memes about they're too dark. No, no, I mean, literally, they're too dark. You can't see what's going on. It was exactly like that. And maybe they did it on purpose to give it a sense of mystery, but it didn't work. It, it just it was made too it much mystery. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and, uh, and it's funny and then, when, when people brighten it up, like there's this one guy that did a YouTube video. There's like, um, like so many times when like, like Sam, for example, should have been, been dead. And you can oh, actually, yeah. you can actually see like the, the, the zombie or whatever, like, you know, like hitting beside him, like not even hitting him. Yeah. Um, like they, like they use the dark, like the darkness to hide so much bad yeah. shit. And then, I'm so glad that people noticed that though, because we're like, no, like if, well, I know if it was me, I would have been dead. And then there, oh, yeah. were, there were things like in that we see the um, the mounted warriors ride off, and then all their torches are extinguished, and they're all killed. And then in the next episode, oh, no, no, she still has her Dothraki army, and they're still 20,000 strong. Yeah. Like, what? No, we just saw them all get killed. What the hell? Yeah. They just ran out in the snow and had their torches snuffed, and nobody killed them? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, oh, yeah. And then the way the show ended was not true to the characters that we had been presented and the journey we had seen them go on. Mm-hmm. And, and it was an insult to the fan base. In many cases, people like me who were huge fans were completely turned off the entire franchise. Um, and like, there's that new one coming out and I know Chris, you're excited to watch it. Yep. I'm not going to watch it until people like you tell me, dude, it is so good. It redeems the show. You got to watch it because it's going to have to be a five out of five for me to watch it because of how insulted I was about how they ended the series. Now I know that the two creators of Game of Thrones, the television creators Mm -hmm. did not want to keep doing the show. They wanted to move on because they'd been offered a new star Wars trilogy. And that was all they wanted to do. I understand that. I understand dedicating to, you know, a decade of your life to a show. At some point you want to move on. Unfortunately, the way they did it by deliberately tanking their own show, put them out of work. Star Wars, Disney, took Star Wars away from them and said, there is no way in hell you will ever work for us. Look what you just did. You took the, the most popular television show of all time and turned the entire fan base against you. Yep. We don't talk about it for you a reason. You will never work for us. And those guys have yet to do anything else. I'm sure they will at some point, but they're going to be Damn. blacklisted for a while yet. Yep. And... It still irritates me, though, that HBO, the producers of the show and the studio, you know, allowed this to happen. I can't believe that at some point they didn't read those scripts and say, guys, you can't do this. And that they didn't watch those episodes before they aired and say, this is no good. The fans aren't going to like this. Like, I still can't believe nobody didn't yank the plug at some point and say, like, okay, you guys don't want to do the show anymore. You're fired. We'll find someone else because we cannot present this to the public. And they still did. And that, to me, that is even worse. That HBO was like, well, whatever. We'll just we'll just go with it. I, I really think somebody 
on either one of the producers or one of the, you know, executives at HBO should have been like, guys, we can't release this. We got to we got to bring in some new writers and some new directors and go reshoot some stuff because we can't put this out. The fans are going to hate it and we're going to destroy our biggest franchise. Yep. But but instead they did. So my anger is not solely directed at the two showrunners, but also at HBO itself for allowing it to go that poorly. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna jump in there because yeah, that's my number one for worse, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I um, I just seen a video uh, today about Peter Dinklage uh, commenting on on the finale, and you can yeah. tell. And I love Peter Dinklage. Don't get me wrong, but I oh. can, you can tell he's yeah. he's st- he's still trying to be in HBO's good books. Yeah. Uh, cause he was like, well, people just didn't like it because, you know, the two, you know, the two pretty white people didn't end up happily ever after. And it's like, no, that's not why we're that's mad. That's not it. No. You know, like, no, I mean, Dan- Daenerys could have died. John could have died. <clears throat> didn't matter. Uh, to me, what mattered it just, it was just needed to be, it just needed to be true to the characters. Yeah. And it needed to be good. Yeah. And, uh, and honest, like, and we don't, and we don't like, man, that show you could have ended it were basically nine out of ten characters die, and it could have still been like, yeah, we accept this. Yeah. You know, when you have a show where in the first season you kill off your main character, nobody is safe. And we all expect that at any time anyone else that we're attached to could die. So, no, no, yeah. that's not... He's just he's just being too, yeah. too generous. Well, and, and I think part of the reason is for whatever... Like, I mean, they ran out of book material. Like... Those two, and there's that issue too. Yeah, those. Know? I mean, those two are good at adapting books to television, but once they have to like rely on their own um, writing abilities, they 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 fall short, right? And, yeah, clearly. And you could tell George R. R. Martin did not have much to do with it. And I mean, he's he says what he can, but you could tell he wasn't happy. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't want to piss off HBO because you know now they're adapting this new show, which I which I am excited for because uh, the the showrunner of it, and I mean George R. R. Martin has said this on his blog, uh, is an actual fan of his writing. Like he he, you know, like he in a way he was kind of throwing shade at the DBYs and uh, Dan Benioff, yeah, or, um, the Game of Thrones showrunners because he said like this new guy is an actual fan. And he actually, from what I understand, he did direct some Game of Thrones episodes and he may have written some. Hmm. I think he directed the Hard Home episode, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Hmm. Um, okay. And I mean, they're, I mean, I love that book, um, Fire and Blood, that they're basing this off of, uh, which is weird because they're not actually starting at the beginning of the book. They're starting kind of uh, in the middle. Like a hundred years into the Targaryen reign, so huh. I'm thinking the plan is eventually they'll do like Aegon's conquest as a separate series or maybe as a movie, um, and then maybe Robert's Rebellion will be featured later on, because um, this is like two hundred years before Robert's Rebellion, so. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, I'll definitely be watching that. But yeah, Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah, it was so maddening, and and I and I felt cheated because I was I was trying to justify everything they were doing, 
right until the end, and I'm like, I, you know, like I, I felt cheated, you know, like a, you know, yeah. like the whole Mad Queen angle. Like I, I don't have a problem with them going that route, but they needed to do more foreshadowing to, to build that up way yeah. more. Yeah, like I mean, how many times does she, you know, she says I'm I'm not going to be queen of the ashes, and then she burns everyone down. It's and like, then she literally is. Yeah, yeah. That's I think my biggest issue when I was watching it. I was sitting there going, "Why? Like, yeah. You spent so much time being rational, and your character was developed in such a specific way that this just seems dumb." Yep, it was. It was super dumb. Yep. And and even the whole like her and John falling in love, it was like they had no chemistry. It was so wooden. It was completely like un, you know. You, you remember seeing, um, oh my god, I'm blanking on her the character's name, the redhead wildling girl. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You remember the chemistry her and John had on screen? They got married in real life. I yep. know. Yeah. And then you see him and Daenerys, and you're like, there's no way either of them would ever fuck the other one. <laughs> but I think like chemistry between people is so difficult on television. But well, I know, but it just you could tell. But, no, but that, there like, is a way. Yeah, You're like this they didn't is not it. believable. <laughs> it was not like believable. why? Why are why? This is stupid. Yeah. 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 No, there were so many things wrong with it, and it was such a shame because the the first six seasons. Yes, they didn't do everything in the books. Yes, they omitted characters. Mm-hmm. Yes, in some cases they invented characters. And yes, they, you know, they did stuff. It's an adaptation. You have to do that. And those books, there's every book, there's like 20, you know, 20 new characters. You're going to have to lose people in order to tell a story that is worth watching. Yep. But as a whole, the first six seasons were stellar. And then the seventh season wasn't terrible, but wasn't stellar. And then the the, the final season was just like, we're just going to poop in your mouth and you're going to like it. And it was terrible. I think that's on that uh, Cards Against Humanity family pack. Yeah, I was about to be like, that's got to be in the Cards Against Humanity. Poop in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so... So so many things not answered. Like, what was the Night King's, alt, you know, and so, many, and so many things were pointless. Like, you I know, can't do pointless. It just there every, were so uh, many things that you built this up, and then it was just pointless. Yeah, like them making all them like spiral things, like out of body parts. Like, why do they do that? Yeah, you know what gets me is how uh, honestly the way that they killed. Oh, like it was just really. Really? It was so lame. And then, uh, like, you know, she has three dragons, and two of them get killed super easily, and then the third one is, like, invulnerable. Yeah. I... And it was like, what What was the point of going through all those struggles with three dragons if two of them just get killed the first time somebody shakes a stick at them? Like, Yeah. Well, oof. we could probably do an entire episode on 101 things they did oh. wrong with this last... <laughs> Oh, we yeah. sort of did already, but we could easily. Oh yeah, there's so much we could still talk about. So, um, and 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 my final thought is when I when I rewatch Game of Thrones, which eventually I will do, mm-hmm. I'm only going to watch up to the end of season six. Yeah, like and, leave it on a happy and, note, and I'm not going to bother watching seven and eight because 
Seven, what, like I said, wasn't terrible. It wasn't stellar. And eight just made me so upset. I'm not going to watch it. I, I don't think I will ever watch season seven and eight again. And it's uh, yeah, and it's funny, like when um, the seasons would come out, I would always rewatch them. Like 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 the the season would come out, then I would buy the Blu-ray and I would watch yeah. it again. When yeah, the last season came out, I bought the Blu-ray just to complete my collection, but I've never put a disc in. And see, I did that, and then after with season seven, I had it on disc, and then after season eight, I got rid of it. Yeah, I'm like, I will never watch this again, and I I will never pay money for season eight. So I I, I still have the box set with one to six, and um, someday, not probably for a couple more years, I will rewatch it. And at the end of season six, I'll just go, it's too bad they didn't write more books. We don't know how these stories ended. Yeah. And who knows, by that time, maybe there will be another book. It could yep. happen. Fingers crossed, George R. R. Martin starting is going to do that. Starting to feel like it's not going to, but it could. <laughs> yeah. But, what you know, if, if, it, if it does happen, it's going to be better than whatever they came up with. Like, Oh, man. I, I flushed things down the toilet that were better than the series <laughs> finale. <laughs> no, really, I dropped a ring in the toilet once. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, uh, that was my worst. Number one best is the shield. I love that series finale. That was the most satisfying and almost like a, like in a, in like, it was a, like a splash in the face with cold water because you, you kind of forget while you're watching the series that the protagonist is actually a bad guy. Um, and in the finale, he gets the worst punishment he could ever get, but yet he still gets away with it, but not really. I don't want to say too much, but it, it's such a fantastic series finale, such good acting. Um, yeah, it was very good. Um, all right. Uh, so Ragnar and Chris have went Lillian. Number one on your lists. Okay, so number one, we're going to go backwards, so we're going to do my worst one first. Um, is uh, I was horribly obsessed with this show when it first came out. It was called Joan of Arcadia. Um, okay, yeah. And it was it was so good. Um, it starred on, one second, um, what was their name? Goodness me. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Cameron I remember Tamlin, there we go. Um, and I loved it. So basically she goes to school and all of a sudden, you know, God is showing up in various bodies in a corporeal form to get her to do things. And in the end, there's always like some kind of a lesson learned or something, but it was just such a fun premise. Um, and it was just interesting the way it was done. And I loved it. I loved it. And until the final, so season one, the, the final episode drove me nuts because, essentially they ended up having her in the hospital with Lyme disease. And it was this whole, you've had Lyme disease and that's why you're hallucinating and making her think she's crazy. And that God wasn't actually a thing and all this stuff she's done for nothing. And it really annoyed me uh, because I like the, I love it when you can, you can stick firmly to something like this is what we're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not what happened. And then the second uh, when they came back with the second season, 
um, they ended up bringing in someone else who could talk to God. And it was supposed to be like there was this rivalry because he wanted to make things, um, you know, it was supposed to be different. And so it there was a potential to be salvaged, but then it just bombed. And so the cast of this, like it was it was a good one. So we had, you know, it was uh, Joe Montenegro is in there. Jason Ritter was in there. Um, it was just so much fun. And who was oh, I can't remember. One second, because the bad guy that they brought in was a big name, but I didn't know who the ever-loving heck he was when this first came out. Who was he? Um, oh, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Jason Wentworth, uh, Wentworth, not, uh, Wentworth, uh, Wentworth Miller. There we go. I didn't know who oh, he was. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, he came in to be... Um, you know, this character who also talks to God, but has his own sinister agenda. Um, but this was just, it was one of the ones where it had such a fun, I, I loved this show. And then they just, it didn't work. And I was so angry at what they did. It was, it was just not fun. Uh, mainly because especially that I was super excited at the thought of having a show that did a supernatural thing that wasn't ashamed of it. Like God is this thing. Here's what we're going to do. But then they were like, nope, you have Lyme disease. Yeah. Um, and then my number one, uh, it may seem a little silly to some people, but that's okay because you're not my brain. Um, <laughs> but when I think my number one season finale that just makes me happy over and over again is from uh, the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms. Nice. Um, I love this. Like I said, I'm getting a pair of Gem and the Hologram earrings just made, but. Mm-hmm. In the, you know, it was the first time I'd ever, it's kind of set the bar for what I assumed was season finales. Like they wrapped everything up, you know, they're, they're, you know, they ended up calling a truce to the misfits. They ended up just, everyone was good. They had their stuff. Everything was just good. And I, I mean, I was horribly upset that it, honestly, it must have been that cartoon that got me mildly obsessed with the AZ's music, but. It was just it, I watch I listen to the music still and I still just watch the the episodes um, I have them downloaded and it just makes me happy. <laughs> it just I love it so much. I one of these episodes we got to have, have you've never talked with Miss M have you, Lillian? What's an M? Uh, she she I used to podcast with her. Her name's Miss M. Um, mm-hmm. She's a huge Jim and the Holograms fan. We got to have you guys on oh. together to talk about Jim and the Holograms. She's also a huge oh, She-Ra that. fan. Ooh. Um, so yeah, like she, 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 like I didn't realize you were such a big Jim and the Holograms fan because she's like the biggest one I know. So horribly obsessive. I nice. have made um, awful YouTube videos, uh, or uh, you know, uh, yeah, we're not, we're yeah. just gonna stop there. But yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Miss M and I have been talking about having her on the show, so I'm very excited. When she's on, we're gonna ha- I'm gonna have to have you guys geek out on Gem and the Holograms or something. Like it's go- it's gonna be fun because she's like a super fan. Um, and also when I was a kid, I I used to love that theme song because my sister used to watch Gem and the Holograms, and I'll admit I lo- I love that opener. It's good. It is really good. Um. Excellent. Uh, Kevin, have you done your number ones yet? I have not. Okay. Take it away, my friend. All right. Number one worst. Much like Game of Thrones, beloved. Uh, 
probably the top show of its genre for many years. Highly quotable, huge fan base. And in the last episode, just shit all over it. To the point where I had every season up to the last season. And when I saw that last episode, I got rid of them all. I have not watched a second of the show since. And it used to be one of my favorites. Wow. And that is the last episode of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh. Oh, such a disappointment. They spent two seasons, pretty much, Mm -hmm. building up the Barney and Robin relationship. Mm -hmm. And turning him into the perfect man for her and this beautiful love story. And in about five sentences of dialogue, destroy it in the last episode. Not even, sorry, not even dialogue, just in exposition. The whole point of the show is how I met your mother. And then the last episode is, so that's how I met your mother. She died. I'm going to go bang your aunt. Yeah. Which, it was so awful. So and, and, and the worst part is, when you finally met the mother, she was awesome. She was Amazing. so awesome. And then, so- oh, no, that's not what the show's about. The show's just about, yeah, what you just said, how I'm going to bang your aunt. And it was just, oh, that sucked. Yep. And, and, and the mom... The last season, the way they do it, she meets everyone except for Ted, the dad, I guess, in this. Yeah. She meets everyone else first, so everyone else knows her and has a moment with her and a connection, so that when they finally get together and start dating, she's already beloved by this group of friends that we've watched for eight, nine years, whatever. Yeah. And she's so charismatic, and she's so nice, and you're like, oh, my God, it was worth the wait, and then nope. And what kills it even more is the the showrunners have since said, oh, no, we filmed the ending you wanted, but we didn't want to do that one. Yeah. yeah. We wanted to surprise everyone. Now, there's a difference between a, a good surprise and a bad surprise. Um, as I equate many things in life to either comics or wrestling. <laughs> um, <laughs> The AEW wrestling company, they were having a battle royal, 20 women, whoever wins gets a title shot. And the point was there will be a 21st woman who will be a surprise. And every single person is like, oh, hey, this girl that just got fired from WWE will be free from her contract right before that pay-per-view. We want her. For weeks, every fan's like, we want her, we want her. So she debuts, they're doing a press conference later, and they ask the guy in charge of the company, well, what we're thinking goes, the fans have told me for weeks they want her. Yeah, I could have had someone else as a swerve, but why do that? Now we're selling all of her merchandise. She looks like a star. Everyone's happy. I'm happy. And we all made a ton of money. Why wouldn't I give them what they wanted? <laughs> and like, how I met your mother? Oh, we didn't want to do that for the fans. All right. Well, I've gotten rid of my DVDs. I never bought the last one. Probably a lot of other people didn't buy the last one. Um, you said I haven't watched a second in syndication and could pretty much any day. So those numbers got to be bad too. So you are all losing money by doing the swerve. Hate it. Hate it. But for my best one, 
talking about something that spent seasons leading up to a moment. And while How I Met Your Mother was just like a punch out of nowhere, this one was, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? I don't think they're going to do it. They're going to come close. They're going to imply. They're going to they're gonna do as much as they can, but they're not, not going to actually do it. Oh, my God, they're doing it. Is the finale for the Netflix version of She-Ra. Hmm. I, I, I haven't I haven't watched it, but I have a friend who just will not shut up about it. So Oh my god. Cool. I wanted okay. one thing to happen at the end. And I'm like, they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do this one thing I want. And they did, and I cheered and clapped. I was so happy. I didn't think that they would do it. Um but it was just such a beautiful ending for it. And how do I word it? Since right now I just said he hasn't seen it. Oh, go, Looking, you go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, it's like um, stuff that I wanted to see in, say, Adventure Time, for example, and certain other cartoons. It's like, all right, those characters had to walk, so Shira was allowed to run, so other cartoons will be allowed to do more. Like, here's how we started breaking ground for certain things and representation in life. <clears throat> and it was so amazing when it finally happened. So happy. And I'm, it sucks. I'm pretty sure that's it for the show. Like, I doubt they'll ever get anything more. But I would have, especially with all the stuff they're doing with He-Man, I'm like, I just wanted one more season. Or toys. Or something. <laughs> Some sort of merchandise. Something for it. That show was so much fun and just built and built and built. And took, like, honestly, all of the She-Ra characters, and I, I have a nostalgia for the 80s version as well, but it's kind of dumb and kind of simplistic. Mm-hmm. Who's she? Well, she's a girl. She's like a cat gimmick. Well, where are you going to call her? Catra. All right. We all took two seconds to come up with that name, didn't we? And he means not any better because you got Fisto, yep. which is terrible. But they give every single one of those characters their own identity and backstory and reasons to care and distinctive personalities, distinctive shapes and body types too, and everything. But God, that end! I was so happy. I was so scared. Some, you know, that they were gonna pull up short, and they didn't. I still love it to this day. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's uh, a series that's on my to watch list. I, I have never gotten around to watching the new. Yeah, show. I'm a, I'm gonna have to add that to my to watch list now too, because that that's two people who have said. Nothing but amazing things about it. So, note to self: This is going on all of our 2022 list. Oh, you, Lillian, you haven't done it either yet. Mm-mm. Oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It will. It. It is like. At, I think they did four seasons, and each season is okay. Here's where everyone is right now. Let's break everyone apart. Let's destroy everything, and then let's put it all back together. But everyone's going to be further ahead, though, too. And there's stuff where I'm like, there's no way, there's no way they're going to be able to, you know, fix this, win the day, whatever it might be. Yeah. And they swerved me so many times. Oh, my God, that person's back that I haven't seen in five episodes and totally forgot about. And it's absolutely perfect. They're showing up here. 
Yeah, they knew what they were doing for that show. It was great. Excellent. Um, all right, well, let's um, do a quick lightning round of honorable mentions, um, if you have any. Um, for me, on the good side, I have Adventure Time. I have Babylon 5. You know, that it like that finale actually kind of made me cry a little bit, I'm not going to lie. And I've got Fringe. I really enjoy Ooh. it. I really enjoy oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Ooh, my husband likes that one. Yeah. I, I have a fringe tattoo. Nice. Of of one of the symbols? Oh, kind of nerd. Yeah, the, the finger the finger with, from the title cards um, with the the hand with the extra finger. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I love that finale. I thought it was fantastic. Um, and on my bad list, I got the X-Files. Um, and I'm more, I'm more referring to the season nine finale. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I'm with you there. Like, I I love the X-Files, but it really should have ended after six seasons. After the sixth season, it just kind of, eh. I didn't mind, like, when they came back here a few years ago and did, like, the, the, you know, the 2016, 2018 one. Um, I didn't mind those, you know, um... And I mean, in some ways, I think that finale was the one we needed Um, back in 2002 when this originally, you know, when the original series ended. Um, But yeah, that original finale, uh, yeah, I was not happy with that. Uh, Let's see who, Ragnar, any honorable mentions, sir? Or dishonorable uh, mentions? Well, yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't have too much, so I'm going to just throw out a, a shout-out to The Simpsons for never doing a series finale and just keep making more seasons. Even though it's garbage now, they just keep making more. So, you know, kudos to them. You never have to end if you just never end. That's true. That's true. Uh, Lillian, uh, any honorable mentions for you? Uh, so we're going to go, I've got a few. So for best, um, I've got Beverly Hills 90210, the new season. Um, ironically, I never watched the original cause it wasn't in my wheelhouse. Mm. Um, but the new one, I loved it. I loved the characters. I loved the, what they did. I loved how they wrapped it up. It was just so much fun. Um, it was good. And, um, all my brain just went shut down now. Yep. Okay. Um, oh, uh, worst. I've got CSI. Um, they did that show should have died w- when it should have died. Mm-hmm. Some of the when they brought in some new people to run it, it was fun for a while, and I enjoyed some of the new heads of the department. But it just after a while, I was like, no, you should just end. You just need to stop. Just stop. Oh, um, Grey's Anatomy. I finally actually started watching that, and I'm kind of torn in the middle because. I know everyone's obsessed with this show, but I just can't get over how everyone literally sleeps with everyone, and it's exhausting. And it just, I can't figure out, because you hit so many season finales, and I'm like, how many cliffhangers can we have? How many relationship issues can we have? I'm bored. That one's, yeah, no, that one's definitely going on my worst. Yeah, that's a solid worst. Um, I, yeah. 
you mentioned the 90210, like the new version. I just thought of one mm-hmm. I want to throw out there, and this is on the worst category, and that's the rebooted Dallas uh, that came out a few years ago. Um, <gasps> they they yeah. rebooted Dallas? Well, they it's didn't. Not they, good. they didn't reboot it. It's actually a continuation. I actually enjoyed it. Um, you know, like they had, you know, like I really like uh, Larry Hagman, uh, the guy who played Jr. Uh, he was in it, and he actually died when they were filming the series. And they actually wrote his death into the show in a in a really neat way. Like Larry Hagman actually had a uh, a say in it. Right, like he knew he was dying, so they filmed, like knowing that he was going to die. Uh, so he actually was able to bring an end to his character in a very unique way, um, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. Like I really, I liked the series. I did. Other than it was on TNT, and you know, like back in the day, back in the eighties. Uh, like they used to do like probably 26 episodes a season of Dallas. Like it was, you know, it was a, you know, primetime soap. Whereas the TNT series, they were only doing like 10 episodes a season. So they really had to dial back the characters. So, I mean, you get the, uh, the occasional cameo of someone you've seen from the past and there wasn't a lot in the way of new characters. So I kind of felt, you know, like they needed to do more, but they couldn't. Um, but it actually got canceled. So, and the series, what became the series finale, um, a character seemingly dies in a car explosion. So we don't know if he's actually dead or what was going to happen. And that, like, I've since read that, that he actually was going to die. Like he actually, it wasn't a, they weren't going to do a fake out that he actually did die, which actually was kind of shocking to me because he, you know, was one of the you know, uh, main characters. Um, but then, yeah, it got canceled. So it, that became the series finale and, you know, just, it just sucks that it ended that way. Um, uh, Kevin, do you have any, uh, honorable mentions or dishonorable mentions? So there's a lot that just overstayed their welcome that it stinks because they're so much fun at first. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is just, hey, we're making so much money as we keep going, even though everyone's phoning it in. Um, the League was one of the smartest, funniest, raunchiest shows I ever saw for the first couple seasons. And then it just sputtered out. It, it wasn't fun to watch anymore. Um New Girl was fun, and then just seemed like they were locked into contract and had to do it. Uh, Castle was lots of fun when it started. <gasps> until oh. They hate- oh, until they hated each other. Yeah. Oh my god, because they broke up. That's actually that. No, that's the one that, that that skipped my brain when I had a dull moment there. Castle definitely was, you know, worst. There were moments like some of the seasons were really good, and they'd probably be up there on the good end of you know good season finales. And then it died. Yeah. Yeah. When, like, once they oh. stopped talking to each other. <laughs> it got awkward. Like, fans actually started complaining about the fact that Nathan Fillion and her didn't have actual screen time together. So you could tell that it was strained. Uh, so oh, what's the... Of- oh, 
Sorry, no, that's um, that actually reminds the same thing happened on Alias between Jennifer Garner and what's his name when they were dating and then they broke up and she physically wouldn't even be in the same space as him. Oh, I think I remember something about that. Yeah, any, no, that was bad. Have any of you watched The Good Wife? Uh, Is that a spin off of that one other lawyer show? No, the the good the good wife was the original one. And then yeah. the good, um, oh, what do they call it? The, there's a spinoff of it now. But anyway, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Oh no, the, yeah, no, no, the, I, the good one, the one where her husband is, um, is, is, yeah, Chris um, Knott. It's called the good, yeah, and it's oh, the new yeah, one's the good, good fight. The new one's the good yeah. fight. Yeah. I just googled that. That's that was a good show. Well, apparently Juliana Margulies and one other cast member had some sort of falling out female cast member, and they will not be in the same scene. And so for a finale or a a departure from the show or whatever, they were showing commercials and it looked like they were in the same thing. And it turns out it was just a really good green screen job. They implied that the two of them were sitting together. Huh. You could probably um, dig up a million episodes of shows where people legit hated each other, <laughs> and it just ruined it. Um, I think a lot of the time when it comes to season finales failing, it really comes down to the writers, whether they're invested, and if the actors actually care. Um, fun fact, or not fun fact, about Game of Thrones <laughs> is Cersei... And uh, Braun, the actor who plays Braun, and Lena Headey, I can't remember his name now. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were actually, yeah, they were, they're actually divorcees uh, prior to the show, and that's why they're not in scenes together. Like, they, there was the one scene where Cersei went to, or was meeting with Tyrion, and then Braun was going to fight the Kingsguard, or guards that were outside, and then Cersei left. That's the closest they've ever been together in a scene. Because yeah. they they won't work together. That actually reminded me, um, just a total spin, because when we're just rattling off things, Dark Angel. Um, I don't know if any oh, of you ever yeah. watched it. It yep. was amazing. And, yep. of course, then, you know, the kind of the storyline faulted season two, and then it got canceled yep. for Firefly. No, 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 yep. it was canceled for Elijah Dushku's show, uh, True Calling. That's the one. Hmm. Um, and... True Calling was amazing also, oh, by yeah. the way, and then yeah. it died in season two. Um, I kind of want to rewatch all these. But Dark Angel, it was canceled because they wanted to make room for another show for him, and I and it didn't work. And it was like, can we bring back Dark Angel? Yeah, they, they really tried, because I think James Cameron directed the season two finale of Dark Angel. Cause, cause yeah, he... Cameron uh, did, wow. yeah. Yeah, because they were they were really trying to save it, but it ended it up got it, approved. So the James Cameron did the season two finale, and it approved. Fox approved it, and then two days later, they canceled it. Yeah, because Jessica Alba and the the guy were dating in real, or no, they got married, I think. Um, and then they've since been divorced. I don't know if that's... God, I, I just looked at some photos. I forgot about the clothing these guys are wearing. Man. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was watching Dark Angel back in the day. I had, you know, I had a big crush was... on Jessica Alba. See, and I'm just like, all the good... Like, oh, my goodness. I had... The boys were so pretty. So pretty. 
I don't even remember. That was one of Jensen Ackles' first things, aside from soap operas. Yeah. No, I remember Uh, because that got canceled the same time. I want to say Spider Man, the the original Spider Man came out. Because I I remember James Cameron putting a plea like, no, you know, everyone stay home Friday, watch Dark Angel. You can watch Spider Man on Saturday. I I just remember that. It's 2002. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There were such bi- Michael Weatherly was such a baby. I loved him in NCIS. Ugh. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to look at pictures. All I remember is Jessica Alba. That's all. You I need to go about. look at pictures, and you'll sit there and be like, "Wow, we thought people in the future were going to look so bad." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it takes place in Seattle, I believe. That that series. But anyway, uh, Kev. Did you have any others you wanted to throw out there? Um, the only <laughs> it's not really positive, it's not really negative because it depends on what you want out of a show. But uh, I, I'm still torn on the Saint Elsewhere finale. Oh, and, the snow globe. Yeah, the snow globe. And then when you consider all the crossovers, people that yeah. And we're at, like, 50, 60, however many shows that technically are all in the same universe and technically all in the snow globe. Yeah. Like, like it's 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 not really that's good or bad. It's more that it's an in, one of the most infamous finales ever. Yeah. I, uh, I thought of another really, 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 really bad series finale. Okay. Do it! Do it! I'm, I'm sitting here in my living room looking through all my DVDs, and it, it just hit me. Okay, you guys may or may not have seen this show. It was a comedy show. It's called Nathan for You. And Hmm. I found it by accident. I was in a hotel room after a trade show one night, and it was on. And I started watching it, and it was really funny, but it's a very, very, very dry sense of humor. So Nathan for You is this guy who helps small businesses that are struggling with very unconventional ideas. So as an example, so that you'll get the humor, in the very first episode, he goes to a frozen yogurt shop that isn't doing very well, and he says, what you need to do is make a flavor that gets everyone's attention, and and you'll get media write-ups, and then people will come to your store. So the flavor they invent is poo. (laughs) And And he goes to a lab, and he gets them to make a food safe synthetic poo flavoring that they can mix in with the frozen yogurt. And his idea works, but it's also horrific, right? Like that is yeah. not a good not an actual good idea. So they did a few seasons. I don't remember how many. Four maybe? And they're all pretty funny. There are definitely some that are better than others, but as a whole they were all pretty good. And then you get to the series finale and it, I don't know what happened, but they made this hour and a half where they don't do anything business related, which is what the whole show was about. And they just follow around a guy that he'd met who played a bit part in a few episodes. And it is the longest, least funny, most uncomfortable hour and a half that I've had with the exception of game of Thrones, you know, season eight. And I, 
highly recommend the Nathan for You show, but do not watch the finale if you want to leave the show with a good taste in your mouth. Because the finale, I would rather eat the poo-flavored yogurt than watch that <laughs> finale again. And I'll just leave it at that. So. All right. Um, all right. Well, I, I think uh, we can move on to our brain candy segment. Um, let's start with Kevin. What do you have this week for, for brain candy? Um, I am, you mentioned that you hadn't done it yet. I am struggling to try to get through the Cowboy Bebop anime so that I can do the live action. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's good, which is fine in time for it too, because it's intense. It's space Western anthology and every half hour or so episode, a lot happens in there and mm-hmm. they're not fun stories. I mean, they're fun stories, but they're not like uplifting stories. It's so not a it's, happy anime. Yeah. So it's kind of exhausting watching it, but it's so well done. It's so beautifully set up. It's so well written. Best sound, arguably best soundtrack in a cartoon ever. Mm-hmm. But it's just after seeing it, I'm like, oh my God, everything sucks. <laughs> I need a break. It's not something you watch on a regular basis to make yourself happy. No, but it's been so much fun watching it now because I realize, oh, the one I was watching years ago was heavily edited for TV. Yeah. So now seeing this unfiltered one has just been so much fun. And I want to watch the the Netflix one just because it looks so pretty. And I've heard everyone complain, but I'm like, all right, after I've burned through this, though, it might be a good compare-contrast with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be interesting. And then my kid has been watching recently. Apparently, this guy's one of the number one YouTubers in the world, and I'd never heard of him before. But the amount of money he has is absurd. But his his uh, channel name, he's called Mr. Beast. And he is apparently one of the first... Uh, YouTube, um, what the hell is the word for it? Philanthropist, maybe? Um, he has used his YouTube, uh, shows to build awareness of other things. Like, he did a, a tree charity thing for Arbor Day and raised $30 million. Hmm. And they're going to plant 30 million trees. He will... Do he'll tell someone like, "Hey, invite your whole family over. Like, invite your mom, invite your dad, whatever." And then he'll pull stuff of like, "Okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to play all these funny videos. If you don't laugh, I'm going to give your mom ten thousand dollars. Every time you laugh, I'm taking away a hundred. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's it's just you know it's like it's not mean. It's silly. It's funny." but there's the challenge of it and all he spent. I don't, I don't even remember how many millions of dollars, but he made, he, he got like a warehouse and a, and a Hollywood set and everything. And he made every game in squid game. And he invited 460 people there. So he didn't do it, you know, to the death, obviously he did like, you know, paintball instead of bullets and stuff like that. But he did the Dow 
for red, like green light. Like he set up everything until there's one person left to win all the money. Hmm. And and he makes enough for all the YouTube videos to do all this crap. Hmm. So he had one video. It's uh, hey, here's all the stuff that we couldn't do, and it's stuff they did. Do you guys know what elephant toothpaste is? Yes. No. We've okay. done it at the Pentagon for potions. No. No, Ragnar, right you don't? No. It's two chemicals that when you mix together become like this marshmallow kind of foam thing, mm. but to absurd proportions. Like two cool. like two beakers of it would go ahead and just explode and overrun an entire table. Oh wow. So he rolled in barrels of it into someone's home. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I had, like, levers and pulleys to, like, dump one into the other and just windows exploding out. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, so it's absolutely fascinating to watch. It's like, it, it, it's like jackass without being violent and with a ton of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, aren't they the same guys who, like, filled the entire pool up with those exploding ball things? or? Yeah. Yeah, and he okay. and like so. I guess he got famous because he counted from one to a hundred thousand, and it took fifty hours. So and he put it up. Sat there, probably watched him. It, 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 YouTube's limit is twenty four hours, apparently. So he had to do like a, a two times speed thing to get it on there. He was trying to be underwater for twenty four hours, like he was just in a pool with a like an air pocket set up. And the only reason he couldn't do it is because the headaches got so bad from the carbon uh, dioxide buildup in his little air pocket thing there. So they had to cut it short, but just absolutely ridiculous stunts and all. And then all of a sudden he's like, and here's how much money we gave to someone just for the heck of it. And, and he will pay for whatever. So the the Squid Game one, he calls up someone and says, hey, I know you're an engineer and makes things. Can you make this for me within one week? And then I will pay to fly you all out here. Oh, okay. <laughs> like that short notice? Why not? But he's just, I've been fascinated by it. He, I don't know if he's a nice guy. I don't know if he's cool. But I've been fascinated by it to the point where... My kid turned a video on, watched like two minutes and said, oh, I've seen this one before and turns it off. And I yelled. I was like, put that back on. I need to know how this ends. <laughs> if we are watching this instead of me watching other good things on TV, then I am going to finish it. Excellent. Sounds awesome, man. I'm going to have to check some of that out. Yeah. Uh, Lillian, what do you have this week for brain candy? My brain's having a moment. Which one's brain candy? This is where we talk about something that we're watching, reading. There we go. That's what I thought. I've got a, I've got a list. I'm like, okay, we're good. Okay. Um, so I actually just finished on Netflix. Um, there was a new series that I noticed called Midnight Mass. And I was like, oh, what's this? And I watched it and it, it, it took me a day and I'm like, do I like this? I don't know if I like this. Um, and it's set on this tiny little Island, this fishing Island. It's very small community. Um, you've got all different kinds of people there, uh, Catholic people that are very Catholic. You've got the 
school teacher who has backstory and doesn't want to be there, but she's suddenly there. And then these, this, the priest goes missing or there's a replacement priest who comes in and some strange things start happening in the town. Um, and there's also some weird creature that's flapping around and killing people. Um, and so I, I, I spent the first few episodes going, is this a supernatural thing? Like, are we talking like what realm are we in? Are we talking angels, demons, monsters? Are we talking? What are we talking about here? And uh, I finished it and I ended up uh, Netflix has that option where you can skip 10 seconds ahead. And I skipped ahead um, because it ended up being, I still don't know if I liked it. Um, I'm stuck. It was, it was some parts of it were done really, really good some parts of it were not done very, very good. Some of it was very predictable. So I'm still kind of stuck on whether or not I liked it. I don't know. Um, but that was that. I watched that. Um, that's been my main go-to at the moment. That's what I just finished watching. Of course, we finished uh, Cobra Kai um, and thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. Um, I, I had less of an issue with this season with the amount of things that they get away with that didn't involve the police. Mm. Um, Cause the last season I was like, really you threw a kid through a window. Why are you not? Why are you not in, in prison? This is not how this works. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that one we enjoyed. Um, I am. Yeah, I, that's about it. I just, I thoroughly, that, that's, a, I've watched those on Netflix. Um, I've been uh, thoroughly enjoying, if you're on TikTok or if you have been on TikTok, you need to check out, his name's Brandon Hollis. Um, he makes old recipes and we watch him oh. every time he uploads something. It's just so good. So good. Um, Especially when it's, it's just, actually, it turns out good and he's shocked by it. That's my favorite. Like the last one he made, he was like, how? What is this witchcraft? Um, that's pretty much. I'm trying to, I haven't read anything. I, I have a new book coming in from the library for the book club that I've joined. Um, oh wait, no, I am reading the Michael Crichton book. I haven't. I've only gotten one page in so far. Um, and I'm gonna need one of you to suggest. I do need to go eventually. We'll have to get someone a suggestion for um, a comic for me to pick up. But that's what I've been watching lately. Yeah. All right. Um. All right, well, really quickly, I'm just going to rifle off a bunch of stuff, because I've been watching a lot of stuff lately, it seems. Uh, <laughs> 1883, uh, the Western series, um, I love it. I, I think it's great. That's, that's the pre- that's the prequel to... Yeah, to Yellowstone, yeah. To uh, Yellowstone. Yeah. Is it yeah. good? It is. It, I, I think it's really <gasps> oh, good. Oh, Soul Squad Squirrel. I haven't finished season four of Yellowstone, but I got there, and Chris, I, had, I, was, I, I told you, I was, oh my god. Yep. Just... Wow. Awesome. But yeah, no, I've been binging that. I haven't finished it yet though because I I I think there's a part of my brain that knows that I'm getting towards the end and I just want it mm-hmm. not yet. I hear so. you. I hear you. But I will say the season 4 finale was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um but yeah, like I like if you like westerns and you like Yellowstone, I think you'll like 1883. It's really good. The only unfortunate thing is in Canada, 
It's not on Amazon Prime. You have to subscribe to Paramount Plus, which is only five bucks a month. So it's not that bad, I guess, or six dollars a month. You're in, you and your entitled five dollars yeah. a month. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I'm 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 paying like four ninety nine for a comic book. So it's like eh, I think I could get the streaming service for a month. Yeah, when you put it that way. Yeah, um, but it's worth it. Sam Elliott's fantastic. Uh, Tim McGraw's great. Uh, Faith Hill's great. Uh, uh, some famous people make cameos I'll, th- I'll throw a name out there to get you guys enticed uh, Tom Hanks is in an episode Ooh. And, it, and it was really cool I was like is that Tom Hanks that is Tom Hanks holy shit yeah it's it's awesome he, he, must, he must have just watched the show and been like man I like this show you gotta get me a part yep I think that's exa- that, I think that's exactly he became friends with the showrunner I believe because that, he, that's what happened with um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia with Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. Yep, watch season one was like I love this I want to be in it and then they just put him in it for I don't know eternity. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you know. Um, I agree with Lillian Cobra Kai season four. I loved it. Just finished it today. My wife and I. Um, the Expanse, the final season. Uh, tomorrow, baby. Tomorrow's the f- the series finale. Um, oh, they. I, I read an interview with, and I hope I pronounce her name right. Shoray Agadashalu. She plays the, the old lady. Yep. And she she hinted really. She's one of the producers too. She hinted really strongly that they'll be doing a movie in a year or two. Oh yeah, because so. there there's still three books that they haven't adapted. Yeah. But uh, I haven't read the books. But from what I understand, no, there's a, there's a time jump. There's a thirty year time jump. So that's why yeah, it's ending that. here. So it, it yeah. that, and I think not to give too much away, but there's something going on with those dog creatures and the planet. I think yeah, that, I, a weird little subplot that every yeah. episode has started with this season. Yeah, and I it's think that have to do with something. Oh yeah, I think that's going to tie into a into a spinoff series. I think that's what they're doing. Oh, could be. That's my theory, anyway. But anywho, it's been fantastic. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, I've been enjoying. Um, I, I have lots to say about that when it's my turn. Okay, I, <laughs> just just for myself, I love it. I I think I, I you know especially. Not the not this la- this week's episode, but last week's episode. Oh, last week's like, episode was killer, j- jaw dropping. Like when that uh, b- other bounty hunter shows up, I'm like, oh my god, because he's from the comic books, and I was like, holy shit, he's he, there, he's in the show. Um, and then uh, Jabba's cousins, I wasn't expecting that, and, it, and I was I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, I'm glad they're they're going that route. But for Brain Candy, the main thing I wanted to focus on was an audiobook that I'm listening to called Woke Up This Morning, The Definitive Oral History of the Sopranos. Um, it's actually based on... Uh, it's, I, be, I think they just made this book uh, using excerpts from the podcast that Michael Imperioli and Steve Sharepa do. Because um, they started this podcast... That's a, that's a name? Steve Sharepa, I, I think that's how you that's see it. That's a fun word, Sharepa-do. Sharepa. He, he, so it, it's Christopher from The Sopranos and Bobby from The Sopranos. They, Don't they like, have a podcast together too? Yes, they do a podcast. Um, yeah. 
And uh, I think that's where they're getting these interviews from. Because basically, uh, this is just like they inter you know they're they're breaking it down season by season, and then they interview certain cast members. So it it is a good audiobook. Uh, my couple complaints. Uh, Michael Imperioli is very good in it, but Stephen Shrepa, I don't know who did his audio. But it almost sounds like he's yelling all the time. Like it's like, like like he's like when they did the, his audio for the audiobook, it's like the microphone was far away, so he had to like speak louder or something. Because it, it always seems like he's yelling. Um, and then like with the podcast, with their podcast is like they will have like say Edie Falco who played Carmela Soprano. They'll have her on for an episode, right? Um, and it's her. Like, it's the actress, you know, they do it through Zoom or Skype or whatever. And, and um, again, it's it's a podcast that was born out of the pandemic. Um, so, you know, it, it's what came, uh, you know, like they would get these uh, soprano stars on. But for the audiobook, they get voice actors to do the, their interviews. So when they're, when they're, when they're, inter when they're talking to Edie Falco in the book, it's not Edie Falco saying her own words. It's some voice actress. So that so uh. so being a fan of The Sopranos, it's very jarring because it's like that's not what she sounds like. Um, or you know, they, like they'll use the same. I think they're using the same actress for different actresses. Um, so I don't know. Like it, it's a good audiobook. I'm a Sopranos fan, so like I'm learning a few things that I didn't know. Um, but, you know, I think if you just listen to the podcast, you would probably get all the same information. Um, so that being said, like, that's a few complaints I had about the audiobook. It's good. If you're a Sopranos fan, I think you'll like it. I think it will, it would have been better just to read it as a, as a, you know, textbook rather than an audiobook. Because like I said, these different voice actors and actresses, you know, speaking for these actors when I know their voices, it's very jarring. Um, all right, who did, Ragnar, uh, what do you have this week for Brain Candy? Okay, so I finished season two of The Witcher. I did not like it nearly as much as season one. However, I really appreciated that it was presented in chronological order because... That's the hardest part about season one. You have to watch the whole season with a lot of what the hell moments. And it all makes sense at the end. But the first time through, you're like, didn't that person die? Why are they alive again? Yeah. In season two, they didn't do that. Season two has more of a video game feel to it, especially the fight sequences. They, I swear to God, some of them must be taken exactly from the games. I didn't love it the way I love season one, but I didn't hate it. I think it's solid. I'm not quite sure why I didn't love it as much, but there's something lacking. And I think it was just, there was a lot more talking and a lot less fighting in it. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, if you like season one and you like fantasy stuff, it's certainly worth a watch. But the thing I really want to talk about the most is the book of Boba Fett. Um, so, spoiler alert, I, I mean, I think we've already discussed it a little bit, but uh, 
I the first episode aired, and I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, but I felt very underwhelmed. Uh, especially when you go back and you watch the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian, where it's almost like a feature film. Mm-hmm. The first episode of Boba Fett's kind of short. Oh yeah, not that much happens, and yeah. most of what's happening isn't all that exciting. Um. In season two of The Mandalorian, when we met Boba Fett, he was totally kick-ass. Mm, yes, yeah. he is a little bit older. Yes, he's perhaps a little bit fatter. Yes, the armor doesn't fit him quite the way it fit in the films. But he was so kick-ass that we were like, okay, this is sweet. And in the book of Boba Fett, which pretty much starts at the same timeline he's not like that anymore. Suddenly he's like a good guy and a hero and altruistic. And it's, it doesn't make sense. And I know they're trying to do this backstory of him in the desert and that's why he's acting the way he is. But then why did he act the way he did in season two of the Mandalorian? It doesn't make sense. And what it reminded me of was when you watch season two of Daredevil on Netflix, and you meet John Bernthal as the Punisher, he is, and part of my language here, but he is fucking fantastic. Because mm-hmm. he was brutal. And that's exactly how we always wanted to see the Punisher, as just putting people on meat hooks, and everyone dies, and no remorse, and so good. But then when they gave him his own show, he wasn't that same character. Suddenly they're trying to make him a, a person and a good guy and he has morals and it it was really weak. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening with Boba Fett. When we meet him in The Mandalorian, he's the badass warrior that we want. And when they make him his own show, they watered him down and now he's a good guy. It just doesn't work for me. Um, in the second episode which so far was the best episode of the series, the the flashback sequence of him in the desert with the sand people was 10 out of 10. It yep. was so awesome. Yep. But the parts in the present day really weren't that great. And I really wish that they had just made season one be the story of how he got out of the Sarlacc pit right up until the time when he when he meets the Mandalorian. I think they could have just done a whole season of just that storyline, and it would have been so much better than what they're doing now. Because when you get to episode three of the book of Boba Fett, it sucked. The, he, he has no idea how to run a crime empire, but that doesn't make sense. We met Boba Fett as a kid in the Clone Wars series. And even back then he was a ruthless criminal and he understood how other criminals worked. And now all of a sudden he doesn't, that doesn't make sense. And yeah, the Wookiee bounty hunter, black Kersantan, I think his name is, is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the twins, why were they CGI? They, they looked really phony. Why not have them be real puppets like all the other stuff? Um, and then that, that 
you know, he recruits this new gang and they're supposed to be like, like yeah. mods from the 60s, but they're all kind of lame. And then they, they have these little go-kart speeder bike things that drive really slow. Like you could probably outrun them. And there's this car chase that goes on for like 10 minutes where everybody's going at a walking pace. Oh, it was awful. Just awful. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that was not good. I think what they were trying to do was they were trying to play or trying to pay homage to George Lucas and uh, American Graffiti. Yes, but it just it didn't but work. It did not land. Like having it, having those bikes on Coruscant would make sense, but having yeah. them on Tatooine did not make sense. Or you know, if they just instead of going. 30 kilometers an hour if they went 150 they would have been exciting yeah but it was Agreed. like yep this is like a kid's this is like when you go on the kids bumper cars and they don't even hit each other like it Hon- was so lame honestly it reminded me of the hoverboards in back oh, to the future God, that's what it was it was the hoverboards from back yep. to the future too it was that the all things over that again. never moved fast enough yeah exactly and yep. just looked stupid and phony um now it was cool. The bit with the Rancor monster was sweet, and that, and then the Rancor monster was a real puppet. Like, so you you spent all this money to build a Rancor. Why the hell didn't you make the twins? Like, it's so bizarre. Yeah, um, or and if, then if if it's if it's a cost thing, just make one. Like, they don't have to be twins. It's not a cost thing. Disney's like the third. Yeah, like, that's true. Richest that's true. company in the in the world. Like, that's, it ain't a cost thing. Yeah, that's true. It was all. It's obviously a. You know, while we don't think these characters are that important, we're only going to see them twice for two minutes. They can be CGI. Um, And then at the end, you know, okay, the new crime syndicates coming in and and in the Clone Wars, we'd met them and they were they were like the worst, most evil gang in the universe. They show up on the space equivalent of the bus. What? What? The richest, most evilest gang in the universe takes the public transit? Yeah. yeah. That was terrible. So, we're only three episodes in, and I gotta say, I don't think this one's gonna be a hit. I think this is gonna be a one season and then they never touch it again. Because, uh, I don't know, man. It would take a miracle to turn it all around. Well, and I, I don't think... I don't think we're going to get that. I, I, I have faith that it'll get better. It, it is kind of a slow beginning, but I, I, I got to admit, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm geeking out about it. I, like, uh, you know, you got Robert Rodriguez, you got John Favreau. Oh, you, you got, got all the right uh, ingredients. Dave Filoni, so I'm, you know, fingers crossed. You got um, all the right ingredients, but. Oh, and uh, what's her name? The, the, the chick that runs the casino thing? That is Jennifer Beals. Yeah, from Flashdance. I saw the name and it took me a minute to figure out who the hell she was. Oh, oh my God, she's still beautiful. Like she's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and they had and they had the dude from uh, Office Space. Yes, um, but, but instead of but instead of that's a bunch hey, of memes been running around about yeah, him. Yeah, and instead of hey, yeah. that's my stapler. It's, yeah, hey, that's my water. Yeah. <laughs> and Ragnar, did you know? You probably already know this. But he also played the Klingon captain from uh, Next Generation, Unif- the Unification Two-Parter. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, he he's been in so much yeah. stuff, and he's he's great um, actor. I love that guy. Great actor. Great actor. He voices Cringer in the new yep. He-Man show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, he's been in so much stuff. He's incredible. Um, and, and you know, I as soon as I saw that Robert Rodriguez was the showrunner for for Book of Boba Fett, I wondered if we would see Danny Trejo, and so that oh, was yeah. cool. Yeah. That, yeah. That we'd get to see him. Um, but even still. I, I don't think this one's going to be a smash hit. I don't think we're going to see a lot of merch for this one. And I think they're going to do the one season and then just, just leave it as a cliffhanger and Boba Fett will show up as a side character occasionally in The Mandalorian. Because I, I think that they mucked it up. And I think they tried to make it... They tried to make Boba Fett a good guy. And that's fine but it doesn't fit in with the character that we've seen in the films or the, or the Mandalorian or the Clone Wars. And if you want to take him from what that was to what this should be, the arc needs to be there, and it's not. They're, they're trying to shoehorn it in. Well, he had this experience with the Sand People, and now he's a good guy. Oh, but he was a bad, you know, he was still a badass when he helped the Mandalorian, even though that was before all of this. But now he's a good guy again. It just doesn't make sense. And I have no problem if he if he wants to run the syndicate out of respect instead of fear and all that, but it just doesn't mesh together properly. And and I think that that's going to be a big problem. And I I'm I'm seeing it on all of the forums and groups I'm in. Most people are not digging this show. The show's getting a lot of negative reviews. So I I and I I'm not trying to say I hate the show because there are certainly elements of it that I like. But I I got to say overall I think the overall theme for me is disappointment. Yeah, I was I was definitely hoping that uh, the Wookiee there was going to take out some of them uh, speeder bike kids, but he unfortunately... Well, or, or at the very least, when he lets it go, I thought he was going to say, your choice is you can die or you can work for me. Yeah, like what? Yeah. Instead, he's like, no, you can just walk away. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't, don't work for scum anymore. Like, what? What? I thought yeah. for sure he was going to get recruited. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, will I continue to watch every episode? Yeah, and w- whatever day it comes out, uh, it's Wednesdays, right? Yep. You know, every Wednesday morning, will I get up and make coffee and breakfast and watch it first thing? Absolutely. And will I look forward to that? Absolutely. And I was afraid that at some point, with all these different Star Wars shows coming out, they'd make one that was a dud. I just didn't think it'd be this one. I thought that would be much later. I thought they'd make four or five really solid ones before they got a dud. And I think they already got a dud. And I, I got to say, that doesn't bode super well with the sheer volume of shows coming our way in the next year, year and a half. Yeah. Well, I, I almost wonder if they rushed this. Because I remember, like, it wasn't announced until the season two finale. Like, when they had that yeah. after, like, the season two finale. Yeah, right. Um. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe they had so much fun working with Robert Rodriguez because those yep. three guys are friends in real life. Yep. Maybe they all had so much fun that at the last minute they're just like, fuck it, we'll do a show about this too. Yep. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. And and the speeder bike thing and the gang, I don't think there's any salvation for that. But you're right. 
there's still five episodes. They could turn it around, but I don't think they're going to. Fingers crossed. I, I think, I'm hoping they do. I, I really. Yeah. I, I think they should have just made season one just his backstory from the Sarlacc pit to the moment we meet him in Mandalorian. I think that would have been because those parts of every episode have been super awesome. Well, and I, I, I think they should have just done that because they obviously have no idea what the hell they're trying to do with the other parts. I, I almost kind of wish they would have done a prequel. You know, because, I mean, it's established in the comics that he's worked for Darth Vader a few times. So it'd be kind of yeah. cool if they would have, you know, because apparently Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan series. Have him yeah, play Darth here, Vader, yeah. you yeah. know, with James Earl Jones. You know, he's still around, do, you know, do the voice. Yeah. but and, and, and James Earl Jones has very publicly said, I'll do that voice right up until I die, so... Which is cool, because, yeah, he does show up in Rebels. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was awesome. And uh, Rogue um, One, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which was also awesome. Yeah. You know, especially the scene at the end where Darth Vader kills all, you know, yeah, kills when, all those dudes and he's boarding the ship. Yeah. It's not necessarily the best part of the movie, but it's in everybody's top three moments from that movie. Oh, yeah. It, it was pretty kick-ass. It was, yeah. But, um... All right. Well, uh, I think everyone's gone through brain candy, I believe. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I took so long. Oh no, that, that not not a problem. That's never apologize. So we'll move on to our ender segment, which I think for this episode is probably going to be an in memoriam segment. Um, because we lost a lot of people in the last couple of weeks. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, first up, I wanted to. Uh, mention Rob Bruce. Uh, for people who don't know, he was uh, on Comic Book Men. Uh, for not every, yeah, he wasn't on every episode, yeah. but he was on quite a few episodes. He was the the expert when it came to like geeky antiques and and toy lines and that sort of stuff. Apparently, he he actually owned a like an, a used uh, you know store. Uh, with where he would sell like geeky properties and all that kind of stuff. Um, so he, you know, anytime someone would bring something into the shop to sell, because you know you can go to a, any comic book store and sell them anything and they'll buy it, which ne- is not true at all. Uh, oh, but but not I mean, <laughs> that you know, like that's how they were trying to spin it for comic book men. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it makes for interesting TV, having people yeah, come like, in with their weird or obscure collectibles, and then you get a little history lesson. It, it made for good TV. Yeah. It's like, not but, necessarily like that in real life. No, it's definitely not how a comic book store really runs. Um, but, you know, I understand what they were doing. But Rob Bruce was the guy that they would call in whenever some, you know, like they something was out of yeah, their some, wheelhouse. Yeah, um, something special came in. They call him. Yeah, and... Uh, I know for a while there they were he was supposed to be getting a spin-off series but I guess it didn't get picked up. He was supposed to get Oh, a, that would have been cool. Yeah, where like it was like him Yeah, I don't know if it was they were going to film it at his store or if he still has a store or if he was just going to go out and find stuff. Oh man. How cool would that have been? Him, yeah. Like like American Pickers but it's with him and nerdy stuff. Yeah. Traveling exactly. around the country, yep. digging through like Granny's attic looking for your old Star Wars toys. Yep. 
That would have been awesome. I would have watched that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so would I. Um, but I, I, it never happened for some reason. And uh, Comic Book Man, of course, got canceled. So Yeah. But he was only like 62. Um, you know, and, and I, I really liked him. Whenever he showed up on the show, you know, it, you know you were going to learn something. And he was very knowledgeable, cool guy. I wish I could have met him. Um, but yeah, Rob Bruce, he died just before Christmas, I believe. Um, so I'm kind of trying to do this in order. So next up, uh, New Year's Eve, I believe it was, we lost Betty White. Yeah. Um, it's really weird seeing all the magazines in the stores being like, Betty White oh, turns 100. So yeah. I saw one the other day and I'm like, fuck, that sucks. But I mean, the fact is she did have a stroke so i'm grateful that you know her family thankfully knew and got to spend time with her like that's what would have that's you know the best part well i mean she was 99 almost 100 it's hard to say yeah. that it's hard to say too soon but yep and uh you know tv pioneer uh mary tyler moore of course the mary tyler moore show um yeah she was on mary mary tyler moore Oh, I thought you yeah. said she passed away, and I'm like, no, she's already gone. Like, what? No, 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 no. I think she's actually yeah. the last one of the Mary Tyler Moore cast to pass away. Yeah, I think um, you're right. And of course, she's the last of the Golden Girls to pass away. Um, she, you know, uh, she, of course, did a lot of, uh, uh, oh, what was, what's that game show? Uh, Match Game? Match Game, yes. She was on Match Game a lot. Um, she hosted SNL, I think it was like 10 years ago. Um, and I mean, that, that's still hilarious seeing her on SNL. Um, she was on, uh, Boston Legal. I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed it when she was on Boston Legal. She was in Lake Placid, man. Yep. I just forgot about yep. that, yep. Um. Whoa, and, was she the old lady who was feeding the crocodiles? Yes. Yep. Yeah. yep. Oh my gosh. And it's I, one of my favoriteest movies. I, we were just talking about last night how much I love Oliver Plath. And I seen an interview. Someone mm -hmm. posted this on social media. Because um, back in the 50s, she had like a TV show. like a, I think it was like a variety show. Yeah, it was. And yeah. she had uh, a, a black man who I believe... I can't remember if he was a, dan a tap dancer. I, I, th I think he was a dancer. Yeah. And the network was like, no, you can't have them on. And she's like, yeah, I can. And she did. And then they canceled her show because they didn't want a black person on TV. So she was like, they were worried. They were worried about the, the viewership in yep. certain states. Yep. And she was like, I don't care. Like, you know, he's a person, you know, like, so she, you know, she really was a, a very progressive lady back in, in the time when that just didn't happen. Um, yeah, she's just... she she sort of got not quite blacklisted, but she you know there was a lot of pushback against her for that that stint, that stunt that she did. Yeah, and yeah. it it hurt her career for a while. Um, but then the Golden Girls came around, and so then she was back on top. Well, she she had done Mary Tyler Moore. After yeah, that, yeah, you're right. Um, more, more, more of that one, but but, but there, like she did, it did hurt her career when like they took her show away from her essentially. 
Yeah. And um, she was actually married twice. Well, actually, she might have been married more than that, actually. Oh, she was married three times. Um, she was married to a man named Dick Barker for, I guess, less than a year. 1945 to 1945. Then she was married to a man named Lane Allen from 1947 to 1949. And then she was married to Alan Ludden, uh, you know, famous uh, game show host from 1963 to 1981. So she's been a widow since 1981. Like, almost my whole life she's been a widow. Wow. Like, that's crazy. Um, and, and I think um, Ryan Reynolds... Uh, in a tweet, I believe he po po posted out there that uh, only Betty White can die at the age of 99 and everyone says it's too soon. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. And in, in these crazy times where everything is a political issue and, and everyone has a different view on everything, the whole world is saying that about her. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that tells you everything you need to know about her. Yeah. Kev, what are your thoughts on uh, the passing of Betty White? Well, the funny thing is, because, I mean, for me, it was, you know, Golden Girls, really, that I knew her from, and then discovered Mary Tyler Moore and other things later on. But there was uh, someone posted all of the Golden Girls with modern hairstyles, and it's oh. taken it around on social media, because the... The three were in their 50s. Mm -hmm. Like, they weren't that old. But when we were growing up, they seemed so old. Yeah. And, yeah. and that made some of the things and situations more comical. But I'm like, they were in their 50s. That's not that old. But they were made to look old. Yep. And, I mean, that's, that, that's a whole rabbit hole to go down of, like, why did people look so much older previous generation than they do now? <laughs> um but going over some of the Golden Girl stuff, and I, I shared this on my social media, was the improv skills, mm -hmm. which I didn't realize. Like, I just thought it was, you know, oh, she's an actress and she's just reading it. But the improv and the humor and all, which probably goes to her how long she was doing it, because you're going back to shows being live, occasionally having to go live twice for East Coast and West Coast. And the skill that that requires and to be able to roll with the moments and, and just, you know, keep the show moving because there's no second take for it. All right. Well, uh, another actor that unfortunately passed away uh, was Sidney Poitier. Uh, he died January 6th, uh, 2022. Um, and he probably, I think, is uh, most famous for being the first African-American to win an Academy Award for Best Actor. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've actually watched much of his films. I just he's know... One. Yeah, he, you know, he's an older older actor. Um, but I just remember he's that. He's some good stuff. Yeah, I just, rem I just remember him, uh, yeah, being, uh, having that distinction of... of uh, of uh, winning Best Actor. Uh, he was 94 years old. Which is a good age. Like, my my mother-in-law messaged about it, and it was 
you know, she, she remembered him and, and a lot of, you know, my mom as well, even know, you know, they, they remember him. And so for them, it was, it was a very big thing for him to be such a main character mm-hmm. and for just, just, it, just everything about him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, I mean, I, I actually would like to go and watch some of them and just be like, let me, let me get an input into the, who this person is. Yep. Yep. Um, does anyone else have anything about that they want to mention about Sidney Poitier before we move on? All right. Uh, the last uh, person that I'm going to bring up uh, for this Ender segment in memoriam is Bob Saget. Uh, oh, that one I actually cried over. That that was shocking. It really was. Um, you know, even though he's, you know, like 65, you know, to me, that's way too young. Like, you know, nowadays, you know, like, yeah, Sidney Poitier was 94. Uh, Betty White was 99. You know, 65 seems so young now. Um, and, I mean, he was, uh, you know, still doing stand-up. Um, he was actually uh, on tour uh, when he passed. And, yeah, it's, you know, like, I, I like for myself, I probably, like, I mean, I remember him from full house like you know being a kid of the 80s um you know you only had two channels and one tv so you know the family watched shows together and i remember watching full house um in the earlier years uh but i remember him best from uh, america's funniest home videos like like nowadays like i mean we have youtube we have TikTok. We got all that kind of stuff. Back then, we didn't have that. Like, to watch at people's videos, you had to tune in to America's Funniest Home Videos. Like, you had. Oh, he was a staple of, like, the living room. Yeah. And he always had those cheesy lines, you know, with uh, with Funniest Home Videos. Um, but I know, like, I like stand-up comedy, but I would never say, like, I'm a, like, I'm a, a geek for stand-up comedy, but I have friends that are. And I know Bob Saget is held in high regard in terms of his stand-up comedy. Like, you know, like, I know what's, like, he did some kind of shocking stand-up comedy. Uh, Because, I mean, America's Funniest Home Videos, Full House, he was America's dad, you know, straight-laced, you know, goody-two-shoes type of character. But his stand-up comedy was like a complete 180 from that. Well, I think a lot of people um, get frustrated. Like a lot of people have a different opinion because of the fact he had he was very blue collar in many ways. Um, yep. But I don't see. I, I don't know. I, he didn't come off to me as he could be crass, but he didn't come off to me as if he was an awful person. Yeah, like, like he. Uh, I think I seen an interview where he just says where he like he if he finds something funny, he just says it. You know. But he's not to like Dave Chappelle to me was offensive and not yeah. funny. Yeah. Anything I've ever seen of Bob Saget's comedy can cross a line in some places, but it's not like you feel he's a bigot or yeah. he's a racist. Like he can he he doesn't seem and I mean the fact that so many people were saying he was the kindest person, like he'd give you the shirt off his back kind of thing. He was so funny. Um it just, I think, just like with Betty White, when someone passes away, and a lot of people, like, there's just a, a, an overwhelming sense of he was a good person. He may not have been your kind of person, but he was, he was a good person, you know. 
Yep. Um, one like uh, I, like one of my guilty pleasures is the film Dirty Work with Norm Macdonald because I love Norm Macdonald, and that was actually directed by Bob Saget. Um, so I, I love that movie. I like you know, it's got Artie Lang in it. I love Artie Lang. Um, like I said, I love Norm Macdonald. Um, Don Rickles is in it. Chevy Chase. So you know. The fact that Bob Saget directed that, that I, I think is fantastic. I, I remember going to the theater and watching that movie when it came out. Uh, Kevin and Ragnar, do you have any anything you want to throw out there about Bob Saget? Just that so far 2022 has been a bad year for celebrities. Yep. Yep. Um, my kid likes to watch America's Funniest Videos, which is still on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alfonso Roberto Carlton from Fresh Prince is the current host for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. that's cool. Yeah, so we were watching it, and they're getting to the finale to announce who the winner is, and all of a sudden it's breaking news. I thought, what the hell is going on? So ironically, they broke into America's Funniest Videos to announce that Bob Saget had died. Yep. And when I'm visiting my, my mom, if it's a Sunday we can't leave to head back to my home until after America's Funniest. Cause that's part of the tradition for my kid now. Like he wants yep. to watch that at grandma's house. And now, you know, if we're not at grandma's house, he still wants to watch it with me. But for my mom, she's remembering me watching it at my grandparents' house when Bob Saget was the host. And that was the Sunday night tradition. And, yep. but you know, we did laugh at certain things and Bob Saget's telling the, the just dumb, dad jokes that was the style of that show. Yep. Um, my, my grandfather used to always complain that it looks like he's wearing his father's suit because it just seems <laughs> like too big for him Yep. each and every week. So we have all these memories. So my mom's not watching, you know, to see someone like fall off of a, a ladder or, or, you know, whatever silly things are happening. She's seeing the fourth generation enjoy the show together. Yep. So it's just kind of weird, like, of course, of course, you find out he dies on a Sunday, like during the show is on. Like, of course, it just seemed to make sense in a way. Um, I have, I don't mean it in a disrespectful way, but I have a feeling when they announce the cause of death, we'll be like, oh, that's why it was in a hotel. But people were like, not even. I mean, there was enough of. Uh, speculation about Betty White they were leading it to a COVID death because she had had her booster and then Bob had had his booster weeks before and the number of people who were blaming it on COVID like his family has had a history of illnesses like this kind of thing like who knows but I got really mad about people just immediately being like COVID death leave him alone I I think he had a good set and he celebrated a little too hard well, they said that there didn't seem to be any sign of it, but I'm like, he yeah. he did have a history of life. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know, like, uh, it, it was announced that there was no drugs or foul play involved. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you live a, you know, a hard life, sometimes it catches up to you. Sometimes. Well, and your body can only handle so much, you know. Yeah. But. But, you know, people people die at certain times, and it's sudden. Um, 
you know, it, I guess it was just this time, and and uh, yeah, it's too bad, you know. I I didn't watch the the new Fuller House, but from what I understand, he was on some of it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, and it was wonderful. Like this show had its issues, and some of it I didn't like. It, it I wasn't a fan of some of it, mm-hmm. but there were moments where I was like, "Oh, I love you guys." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, and I've I've heard yeah, he was a genuinely nice guy and and he seemed like that when he was doing interviews and stuff like um but yeah, it's 2022. Hopefully things are going to get better in terms of uh who we lose. Um <laughs> How could it possibly get better? They're going to reanimate some of them? <laughs> well, we, oh, no, 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 no. Don't you go bring in zombies into 2022 right now, okay? Well, I, I was going to say we could we could, we could, could lose less, or we could lose some people that we could stand to lose. Like, you know, not to sound like an asshole, but, you know, stop taking the good ones. That's all I'm, yeah, you know, no, okay. that's, okay. all I'm that's all I'm going to say. You know, take some of the bad ones for a change. Um... I hadn't heard the the whole COVID booster thing, um, but I did. Like I was watching uh, a video about people that died in twenty twenty one, and Hank Aaron. That was like something that was a big theory was that he because he had gotten his COVID booster and then he died shortly thereafter. But apparently, they, you know, there's no evidence to suggest that it had anything to do with it. But anyway, does anyone else? We're running super long. Does anyone else have anything they wanted to throw out for Enders before we ended the episode? Nope. Not oh, here. All right. All right. Um, so this was an episode, an extra long one to kick off 2022. But before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. And Kevin, where can we find you, sir? You can find my blog is masslibrary.com. I'm at masslibrary across most social medias. And in addition to this podcast, I occasionally show up um, either podcast video or written articles over at the Retro Network. Excellent. Uh, Lillian, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Talking Squirrel without an A. Um, And where I have started actually being a little more active and at the same time hopefully someday i'll actually get a podcast started for people with adhd which is really hard when you're a person with adhd excellent (laughs) um i'm just gonna mention my facebook groups here like we there is the pop culture pub podcast network group which is based on this podcast so if you want to check that out I'm also the admin of the Incredible Fans of the Incredible Hulk, which is a f- uh, for fans of the Marvel Comics character. Uh, Outer Spaces is a group about space and space entertainment. Also a Facebook group. Be sure to check that out. I recently changed Lockhart's Motu Facebook group, which was a group devoted to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. I've changed that to Lockhart's favorite animation and toy franchises. Just because... There's so many. I love 80s animation, 90s animation, today's animation. There's so much that I, you know, wanted to share and and uh, rather than continue just as a Masters of the Universe group, you know, we're we're covering lots of different uh, animations and toy franchises. So be sure to check that out. 
Also, I created a group for the Trek 1701 podcast. So if you are a listener of the Trek 1701 podcast, be sure to check out our group on Facebook. And Ragnar, where can we find you, sir? Well, um, first off, I just wanted to say I'm not super active in any of those groups, but you post some very cool stuff in all of them all the time. So anyone who listens to this podcast, you should probably check those groups out. There's some pretty cool stuff that, that comes up. Thank the you. quality memes that I steal a lot. <laughs> Some of them I make myself. Some of them I just steal from other people. Most of them I steal from other people. Cool. Um, so anyways, uh, RagnarTheTrader.com is my main website. Um, I'm also active as RagnarTheTrader on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, one of my business resolutions which we discussed in a previous podcast, was that I need to start making videos. So mm-hmm. eventually, at some point this year, you'll be able to see what I look like and put a big old red beard to the voice behind uh, what you're hearing right now. You don't know and what also, he looks like, listeners. He's very how Chris pretty. Edits, and depending how Chris edits this episode, you may or may not hear me urinating. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 will, I will do my best to cut that out. <laughs> God, so <laughs> the rest of us here will never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Twenty twenty two. We're starting <laughs> off right. Um All right. Well, on behalf of all of us here at the Geek Fallout or Geek Fallout, man. Uh we're almost three hours here, so sorry uh, apologies. For all of us here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast, this was our New Year's Geek Resolutions. Also, we finished off our top five best and worst TV series finales. Um, And I was your host. My name is Chris Lockhart. I was joined by Ragnar, Lillian, and Kevin. On behalf of all of us, thank you for joining us. And we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. of the Queen's American Goodwill Tour is complete. And we can all take pride that the Queen has chosen our system. Indeed, it is for all the people who will be able to share in the uh, celebration, especially in Whoops.